it would be nice if I had a microphone on me, right? <laughs> Sabaho, everybody. Good morning. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, it is Saturday morning with tech, another episode, episode 71. Hopefully I'm doing this number correctly. Uh, it is May 22nd. So we are uh, a day after, you know, the 21st week to the 21st day on the 21st week of the 21st, the 2021 year. So there was a, a very big, uh, you know, kind of like coincident uh, alignment of stars, uh, for the lack of a better word. Um yesterday on fridays and then today obviously is saturday morning so welcome back welcome back to another episode hope you guys are doing well uh today i feel like we we need to talk a little bit more about google io google io happened on tuesday wednesday and thursday this week it's a virtual event uh, a big part of it was a, a virtual experience right i mean the announcements were virtual they had a little bit of people or it seems like googlers or basically staffers that were sitting around uh, the announcers uh, and essentially staying in socially distant environments um, overall, a lot of things got covered re regarding Android 12. There was no word of a Pixel, no word of Pixel 6, Pixel 5a, Pixel 5a, 5, 5, whatever versions of Pixel smartphones, conversation was not even there. Uh, what we did see, we saw essentially a lot of improvements on the, in a lot of announcements going on around Android 12, specifically new features of Android 12 since the beta was announced at the same time. So if you're following the news, obviously most of you guys in the chat have obviously uh, will be will be with us, uh, Mr. Uh, <laughs> um, XRPL. Uh, have do you have a new camera? Uh, nope, it's the same camera. I mean, it is a new camera technically, but it's the A7S III from Sony, uh, and same camera we've been using here at the studio for I would say since September of last year. Since I actually received my pre-order, I've uh, I went ahead and switched over from a GH5 to a Sony. Um, I am experimenting with different lenses here and there, but uh, the overall experience I need. Oh, the other thing I did make sure, though, um, in the settings for StreamYard, I made sure that it was at least streaming at 720p. So there is a higher resolution on the stream. It was for some reason capped at 480, which I don't know why people would, would stream. If you have the ability of streaming at 720, why would you do 480? I think the default setting should be is whatever the bandwidth allows you. But uh, yes, definitely. Uh, Jimmy Fire Dragon, good morning, everybody. DTA, good morning. Sabaho, hope you guys are doing well. Gary, the fireman, is in there with us. Um, D-Trey, El Jose is in there. Greg, Lani, uh, Lani Gaming also hit us up early in the morning. Um, it's been an interesting week. So first and foremost, if you guys are, are following, uh, we did not have a, uh, basically the best of our week episode. Juan and I did not have an episode this week. Uh, probably already most of you figured out he is in the middle of a move going from a studio 2.0 to the new studio. Uh, I'm not sure what he's dubbing it. Uh, I did see a quick post on the Patreon this morning, uh, that he is actually, all the, all the, the, the stuff is in the new lab. Let's just say that. So if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, uh, follow him, or if you, I'm sure you guys, most of you guys are already in there. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, William is, as well. Good morning. Uh, Chemi's in there also. And um, so hope you guys are, are following in, and I'm hoping by Monday morning, the SGTQA live stream would be back, uh, or at least would be his inaugural, uh, you know, start from the new lab. Um, but with that being said, we didn't get a chance to Juan and I to talk a little bit about uh, Google IO, and maybe we'll do a little bit of conversation. Um, I'll start off by saying I was very excited to see about all of the announcements that they did with Android 12. Android 12 had a lot of, and we knew that, obviously, this is typically where they start us. Uh, and, the, and the roadmap that they gave us for Android 12 at the time of announcement of the first developer preview, 
was that around May, there will be a beta release, which essentially is their transition from early developer builds, essentially a build specifically made for developers. It's not focusing so much on the aesthetics. It's not focusing on the new UI, UX elements, but it's focusing more on sustainability or at least introduction into the new system so that developer can test their applications and make sure that they're compatible and then start making the adjustments accordingly. Uh, there's been a lot of actually updates as well around Android within the background, the way they're actually using the universal libraries in there. So there's more things going on in the system there. But on the overall face lift or the face, uh, I would say basically the uh, the UI element, the first thing that we see from Android, right? And whenever we boot up a smartphone, um, Android 12 seems to be a major overhaul for what we've expected from Pixel smartphones. It's not going to be the same for any other, for other OEMs. I'm, I'm talking specifically Xiaomi, Oppo, OnePlus, uh, Vivo, Realme, any of the other companies, ZTE, they all run a skinned version of Android. So to a certain point, with the exception of the power menu, which I feel like very few companies have deviated from, I feel like there's very little of that, uh, the aesthetical things that we saw yesterday, or at least during the week, that may be carrying over. Uh, one of the other things that we also saw is at the same time, uh, other OEMs specifically, and I need to bring the list here because it's quite a few, um, Asus, uh, Google, obviously, uh, OnePlus, Oppo, Realme, Sharp, um, Techno, Tech, Techno, uh, hopefully I'm saying that correctly, TCL, Vivo, Xiaomi, and, or Xiaomi, and ZTE announced a beta program access. Now, the software that they're releasing or the software that they're giving access is not beta. It's really a, a developer version of the software, kind of like where Google was three months ago. So there's been some a little thing, kind of like a little bit, a few things going on there. And we'll talk a little bit more about that one as well. Uh, focus on, uh, <laughs> hey man, good morning. Pixel 6 looks uh, a, like a revamped Nexus 6. So I, I like that one. I like that comment that you're saying. So Let's let's maybe focus a little bit more about Android 12, and, and I'll, I'll definitely touch on, on the Pixel 6 because I have a lot of talk about that design. Um, Davin Davis, I did not get the Zenfone 8. I do know that a buddy of mine did receive it, so I'm hoping I'll be able to do a little bit of a switch with him once he's done with it. So I may be able to get my hands on it, but I don't have... Um, let's just say this much. Asus hasn't... I, I'm not on Asus's radar yet, uh, so for me to get it, I would end up having to pick it up and import it. Uh, and if I I realize that the eight is more powerful, uh, or a lot of people liking the eight more, um, I'd love to be able to check out both. I haven't had a chance to play with any of their flip phones other than just maybe quick checking it out for a couple of seconds kind of an experience. Um, I would love to be able to see the experience coming in with what they're bringing in with the Zenfone 8 Flip. That that to me feels like uh, the new tech that I'd love to be able to make sure to kind of use and utilize out of it. Uh, but I'm, I'm working on trying to getting the, Z, uh, the Zenfone 8. Um, Android 12, so here, Aditya jumped in. Android 12 might just make me realize how bland my setup is. Um, it's going to be, um, so he's saying it's uh, it's going to be me, the most default-looking Android phone around. Uh, and there is some things to be said about simplicity. I mean, Android is, is very well known for... Um, you know, the ability of customizing Android or even the ability of uncustomizing Android. Realistically, you can actually install a custom launcher, a custom theme on a launcher that enables you to bring almost a very stock, very, um, I would say, minimalistic approach to running your launcher or your home screens. That's the beauty of it. You run it the way it suits you. It's really more about you. Um, oh, and uh, before we go too far, I do want to kind of shout out to Google. Thank you very much for sh sending me this nice package. I posted a short about it last Sunday because that's when I got my box. Uh, but they sent me a nice little sweater, kind of like a Google I.O. here. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, yep, it also has a Google I.O. here. And then there's actually a code that goes all across my arm. 
um, on both sides, well, only on the left side. Um, so very much, thank you very, very much there. And they also included some really kick-ass uh, pins. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see those as well. There's a set of four of them, obviously Google I.O., uh, the Google Assistant logo, and of course I.O., which I really, really appreciate. Last time I was there a couple of years ago, I... I was actually at the amphitheater in Sunnyvale and I got a chance or, um, you know, in, in basically at the event, it was amazing. Oh, sorry. One more thing. One, one, one more thing. Uh, they included this really nice little, eh, let me see. Here. Yeah, here it is. Nice little mug. It's a ceramic mug. Obviously I have some water in it. Otherwise I would have turned it over to you guys. And, uh, Gary saying Sundar TK, uh, <laughs> Sundar is tracking you, my friend. Um, I don't think he has to, man. I have enough Google stuff in here for him to have basically satellite a satellite feed for my place. So, uh, I <laughs> between between that between that level of tracking and, and things, I think it'll be interesting. Uh, but yes, no. So twelve was a very big. Um, oh, so Rexy Stone's asking is how do I how can I join Team? Uh, uh, sorry, join Team uh, IO. So it's not a team IO, it's not a team pixel. It's actually a very different approach. This is actually from their PR side. It's not actually an approach. And I've attended multiple times before. That's how I was able to get in. And uh, they extended another invite this time since, you know, obviously access to press, uh, which is what I was in. That was a separate access. Um, so very much, very happy that I was able to get in uh, as well and be able to check it out. I was hoping for more information on hardware which was kind of like what happened on the year I was physically there. Last year, we didn't see that. We saw that the foray was announced a little bit later on, closer to like end of middle of June with a release by the end of June. So we could be on, on the cusp of the 5A being released. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't see any, I, I didn't hear anything. Um, hey, Joey, how you doing? Um, it, it's just any announcements at all about hardware. But we could definitely learn about things. So there, there are other leaks, there are other rumors, and, and obviously other leakers are confirming other leakers. It's weird when you have a, a leak being confirmed by one leaker and then confirmed again by another leaker. So it's one of those weird things. And of course, we have, you know, it's just a community going on. Um, and speaking of concept creators, Jermaine's in the chat. Good morning. Sabah, man. Hope you're doing well. Um, love, love the work. Jermaine puts out for his concepts. Um, if you guys haven't had to check it out, please make sure to check it out. Concept creator Jermaine uh, is a, a big, big buddy of the channel. And of course, a lot of great work. Aditya in there, Joey, Gary. Um, so here, there's a good question, actually. Uh, so Gary did install the beta. Let me go ahead and just bring up his comment. Gary says, I'm enjoying the beta so far. I've reported a couple of issues, but nothing catastrophic. And that's one thing to keep in mind. Uh, this is a beta, right? There's going to be a little bit of hiccups here and there. But as far as stability and what's going on with the current beta from Google when it comes down to Pixel or Team Pixel, and when it comes down to, let's say, Oppo, Xiaomi, and some of the other OEMs that are releasing their betas. So I mentioned at the beginning, it is technically a developer preview, but they're opening a beta program to allow people in. Just understand that they are not releasing Google's version of the beta on their systems. They're releasing Google's developer preview on their system. So there's somewhat of a step behind, which is understandable. Google Google starts work on these things way before they start collaborating with other companies. So the short answer is, if you have a OnePlus 9 and a 9 Pro, if you have a fix, uh, an Oppo FX3 Pro or a Xiaomi Mi 11, at least those are the devices that I have that are part of the beta program or the early beta access. Um, Right now, OnePlus and Oppo both had a version of the beta released and then they removed it or the alpha removed it. And I hope that it's going to be coming back very, very nice. Uh, Android 12 will have some one UI. So we're saying we'll, we'll, we'll have some uh, UI on me UI. <laughs> uh, so 
there's a few things to keep in mind. Android 12 right now, the way the implementation of Android 12 seems to have gone, because in the developer preview, we actually had to activate this mode. The uh, the aesthetical UI elements that we're talking about here, these buttons, then the fact that now we're looking at uh, basically a more of a toggle, like a full button, like the settings button is actually a full size button that takes half the width of the actual smartphone. That's a very different approach than what we've seen in the past. The other thing is, and let me change this back to... Um, I think I have it on dark mode. Oh, yeah. Let's see my settings tab. There we are. Dark theme, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to go back here. Yeah, here we are. So the approach of changing the UI elements, let me just go and bring you guys back in here. So changing the UI, UI elements to, to use this new system is very different. Uh, the ability of focusing on more one-handed operations, the ability of bringing down the screen to actually allow us to use this with one hand. Although, again, the Pixel 5 and the Pixel 4a are smaller in the sense of the form factor, but they're definitely very nice. Uh, so those are a few things that I feel like Google is uh, focusing heavily on. Seems to, uh, let me double check here. I think it seems to be, seems to be, seems with Beta OnePlus is getting color OS. So let's talk a little bit about that. So before we get too far into this, before I get jump into Jermaine's comment, it, it, yes, um, OnePlus and Oppo both pulled back their, uh, their, uh, their software release and they're going to be re-releasing it. One thing to keep in mind, um, OnePlus initially had it available for all region and then they backed up a little bit and then they made it available for everybody but the US market. For some reason, I think that's where they were having the most issues and then later pulled the whole update entirely meaning no OnePlus 9, 9 Pro are receiving it. And the weird part about it is that the 9R did not get on that list. It's just the standard 9 and the 9 Pro. Uh, the AT or any of the other releases from 2021 or 2020 did not release it, release it. And that's typical, though. Just keep in mind, the 9R was the surprise for me because technically it was announced at the same time as the 9 and the 9 Pro. So something to be said there. I'm not sure why. Uh, but yes, so both were pulled, Oppo re uh, released it for four markets that were not in the US, uh, sorry, and not even in a European market, but they also pulled it up. Uh, but to kind of go back to to Jermaine's concept here, it seems like, in, we, oddly, I don't know if this is just an indication, if this is a preview, but at least it seems like the OnePlus update of Oxygen OS for the Android 12 update, so Oxygen OS 12, looks to be uh, to have a lot of aesthetical uh, designs from ColorOS, something that we typically see from one uh, from Opal. Now we do want to jump back one step back and talk about something we discussed a couple of months ago, and that was the fact that Hydrogen OS. This is a, a Chinese version of Oxygen OS for OnePlus devices that ran on Chinese division or Chinese released models. Uh, will no longer be supported. So that Hydrogen OS basically reached its end of life, and then Oppo was going to be releasing Oxygen OS to run on op on OnePlus devices in China. So that was a big announcement, and I think a lot of us started looking at it. It's like, okay, we're starting to see some blending between the two companies. There's a little bit of cross um, cross support software, so on. But you know, maybe that's just Hydrogen OS and Oxygen OS will stay. So what Jermaine is in, uh, in, uh, so gracefully indicating here is it seems at least with Android 12, Oxygen OS 12, we're starting to see more of Oppo's, um, I would say, influence over ColorOS, uh, from ColorOS over to Oxygen OS. Although I think both are very valid. I think for me, I, we started to see a major shift in Oxygen OS, starting with Oxygen OS 11 last year when they shifted from the standard mode that they've been for so long that people love that almost stock experience, stock look with some customizations from OnePlus. And now we're looking more closer to what, you know, like uh, One UI was doing. And then now obviously looking more like ColorOS. We'll have to see how it goes. First initial release, there is a, uh, there's a lot of probabilities or possibilities, but I'm interested to see what, what kind of goes on there. Um, actually, as we're talking a little bit more, 
I'd love to know if you guys can let me know in the comments below. I mean, I already know that Gary has it, and I think Greg, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but who else has installed it? Who else is trying out Android 12 in any form, be it Pixel, be it uh, you know OEM? And let's let's talk a little bit more about experiences. I'm using Pixel because Team Pixel all the way, but I was on the alpha for a while, and I got my update to the beta just as easy as any other OTA that you normally get. Um, and I've been using it on my Pixel 4a, and it just is absolutely fantastic. There's no problems. Uh, haven't had to report a single error. The only thing I probably would say is because there was a few things announced at Google I.O. that I had in the developer preview when we activated them that we were taken away when we got into, into the beta. Specifically, actually, if we have to talk about them, are the mute all. And let me just do them so they can highlight so that you guys can see them a little bit better. So it's right there. That's the mute, uh, mute microphone and mute camera function that they talked about. Um, and that gives you the ability of literally to shutting off access to microphone and camera to everything on your phone. Like seriously, everything. You turn those two options on, your phone can't communicate, uh, or at least can't can't uh, can't make phone calls or can't use the camera for any reason. So those are some of the things I think where I was really excited to see. But I definitely was happy that I was able to turn those back on. Um, so here, Demir is asking, is, is the old AOSP UI going to stay? So right now, at least in its base form, the AOSP, for the most part, I think will probably end up staying. Yes, the AOSP look will probably still be around. This is intended for Pixel. This is, again, Google's release for Pixel smartphones. Uh, so we need to understand that although... We've always um, we've always seen Google as the stock, right? When we say we want clean, uh, minimalistic approach, we've always said that that approach is a Google approach because Google typically stuck to AOSP with minor modifications, and we typically associate pixels with what it is basically Google's vision, which I think is a true statement. It's Google's vision for Android on their hardware. Uh, we know at least with the Pixel 6, we're going to be see, getting Whitechapel. And with some of the leaks that we saw, we're also going to be getting a very, I'm not going to say polarizing, but very, um, like very, uh, almost like the Pixel 4 XL orange color. Let's just say that. I love the orange color. Once you get it in hand, it just looks absolutely great. The design is amazing. The dual tone color that we got here, we went back a little bit where we have more of it. I feel like it's a Geordie of LaForge there right there. Uh, kind of a Star Trek of, uh, approach to that. But it, it is very much a unique look with a visor, multiple sensors, uh, in-display fingerprint sensor, uh, stereo speakers, front-facing camera, punch hole camera, still going to be there. Uh, no, in dis no under-display tech as we saw before. Uh, but I think the overall approach that we're getting there, it's truly matching. It. They want it to be colorful. They want it to be popping as far as the approach with the colors. You can customize it. They even changed the entire system. Uh, uh, the material design is no longer called material design here. Now it's called material U. It is you to be able to, it's for you to be able to customize the way you want it. And um, there, that, that rolling theme that goes around with the wallpaper, I feel like it's a great approach. I got that turned on on the earlier developer previews. Unfortunately, they disabled the command for us to be able to do that on this one. So Short answer, this is things that we need to get and we're gonna be getting more updates as time goes on. So those are the things that I'm really excited to see and what we're gonna get from Google, hopefully in the near future. Um, the one thing I probably will say though is, uh, Earl Owens, hey man, good morning. <laughs> I can't tell. Uh, no, no pixel seems to have uh, under display fingerprint scanner. I think uh, this is the first, this is gonna be definitely the first. And I feel like it's more about adopting the right technology for fingerprint sensor than it is to actually just have a fingerprint sensor in there. Um, I think the the fact that they're going away from Qualcomm chipset, I, I saw somewhere something, I forgot who was talking about it. They said, 
more than likely they'll end up going with a Qualcomm, the the Qualcomm, a bigger Qualcomm sensor, the fingerprint sensor that we have on the S21 Ultra, um, come over to the Pixel line uh, to be able to use it there. I find it a little bit hard that they would end up going with, uh, you know, if they're going to jump into fingerprint sensing, if they would just jump in on something older, they definitely want to be able to get us the best experience. Um, we know them that they also went away from fingerprint sensing with the Pixel 4 line, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, and then they came back with it last year. I feel like it, it has to be a good solution. Uh, but as far as in display or underneath display, Google adopted the fastest and most secure pr uh, technology. And I feel like it's more of a price situation as well. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, I hope so. Uh, yeah, uh, Jermaine is saying, I hope so. It's also the, the second generation Qualcomm. It is much, much better. Uh, I mean, if you've ever used um, Galaxy devices, or at least because I think this is the only one I can point to that has that sensor. From the S20 to the S21, the improvements with the fingerprint sensor were crazy, crazy. Like it was a leap forward. The weird part about it is we saw this sensor two years ago in 2019 at, uh, at the Qualcomm uh, Summit in Maui. So it took a while for it to start showing up in smartphones. And it, this could be the year that we see it on Pixels. Uh, the device is definitely looking to be larger on the form factor, so definitely large format. Uh, and it seems like they're going to be going with a Pro. People are supporting the Pro version um, just for having a larger display and a larger battery. I don't know if that's a true Pro factor for me. To me, that's an XL, and they've been using it. So I'm still on the fence on my end if I want to back one or the other, although a lot of people are pointing directly towards a Pro. So a standard Pixel 6 and a Pixel 6 Pro. Um Davin Davis, uh, got to bust your chops on Wear OS. So you heard Samsung is putting Tizen hardware out uh, out, out to pasture with the new Galaxy watches. So no, uh, uh, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Tizen. Wear OS was the other part of uh, Google I.O. that they, we heard a lot of big announcements. We knew Google and Samsung were working on Whitechapel. That was known. We've seen and heard a lot of conversation on that. But the fact of the matter is that Tizen OS is going to be no more. Tizen or Google and Samsung are going to be combining forces to basically work on the next version of Wear. So no longer Wear OS, they're just going to call it Wear. And uh, the essential approach that we're seeing here is that they're going to be basically focusing on new watches coming out from Samsung will be released using Wear. They're no longer going to be using Tizen. And it doesn't take away from Tizen in the sense of support for the current generation. So meaning the Galaxy Watch 3 or and previous generations of smartwatches are still going to be using Tizen. There's no word from Samsung saying that they are no longer going to release Tizen-based watches, but they did say that they will be supporting their existing lineup of Tizen watches uh, and uh, peripherals using Tizen OS throughout their life cycle. So the, the span of support that they've guaranteed for those pieces of hardware, which pretty much kind of sucks for people that are thinking about keeping it for the extended amount of time. On one end, the other end is... I mean, typically, if we really have to kind of talk about what Samsung did a long time ago with their second wearable, is that they converted it from Android to Tizen with an OTA. So what I don't understand is why would why would Samsung not be able to develop the same approach by of, with a software, an OTA update to convert, let's say, the, at least the Galaxy Watch 3 or the 2021 line of their smartwatches to transfer over to Android or to the new Wear, um, to the new Wear system. So that to me is a little bit of a bugging situation because I think I, I, I actually support both. I feel like if we have to kind of talk about smartwatches, I feel like, you know, Mobvoi does the best job when it comes down to their tick watches, especially the 2020, 2021 model, the TicWatch Pro, the TicWatch 3 Pro, um, one gig of RAM, where 4100, there's a lot of things going on. So I feel like that's the right approach. But you know, TicWatch is not going to fix inherent issues with Wear OS that we've been living in with, with for a while. 
namely disconnects. Uh, sometimes notifications pop in multiple times. There's a whole bunch of different things that we have to deal with uh, that I feel like we still haven't seen the solution. But my hope is that Samsung and Google can bring that conversation uh, to rest, at least. Uh, so we'll be able to see how we're getting it there. Oh, man, definitely. Um, let me see here. Um, what have you seen on Qualcomm? I was involved. <laughs> I was involved. Uh, yeah, what you saw on Qualcomm. Uh, <laughs> for sure. Uh, Joey B saying, Apple fanboys have no idea what loose, well, looseless audio is. Oh, my God. The whole conversation this week I've been on Twitter has been like, looseless audio. What hardware do I need to download or not download? Buy. To be able to enjoy the new the new loseless audio that Apple is releasing for their uh, for their on their streaming services, and the biggest biggest I think people are at least a little bit of, um, unhappy with is the fact that the AirPod Maxes don't support it, and that's purely because of the hardware and the fact that this you know the, the design was not it was never intentionally meant to be used wired. That's the other problem. So you really need to buy hi-fi hardware uh, and basically better cans to be able to enjoy hi-fi or looseless audio from Apple. So we'll, we'll have to see how that debacle goes through because at the end of the day, I think it's it's where, where the company releases something that is kind of half-baked, like they didn't really release a true uh, compatibility. Uh, you know, They just said, we're going to support it, we're going to release it. And everybody's like, well, how do we use it? How do we listen to it? And you know, we don't have a headphone jack anymore. And I know, it's one of those things. Um, let me see here. Uh, Blue Hat, I uh, I really wish, I, I'm not sure which IQ model that you're referring to, but I would probably say uh, best thing to do is just check out the XDA form. Actually, a simple search on Google. Just type in the model phone number that you have, XDA, and then uh, see what comes up. If they have a form based for it, chances are you actually have some ROMs in there uh, that will be very helpful for you to be able to enjoy it. First, obviously, you need to unlock it. Ah, Yes, I am using two different cups today. Yeah, this one's primarily just running water, and that one's running my, uh, I would say, like a tea mix that I'm using. Um, so Joey's jumping back. I'm pleased to see that Android 11 is coming to Chrome OS. So there's a few things <laughs> I like. And I like. Um, they're, they're trying to implement, and they're trying to bring more or better support also for Linux in, in the Chrome OS system. I don't know why to this point we still haven't kind of had like a convergence between the two where Chrome OS becomes the desktop mode for Android. I don't know why. There was no discussion. There was no information about Android 12 desktop mode, and that's still something to be kind of seen. So as we get more updates from OEMs like OnePlus and Oppo and so on, uh, developers will start being able to actually tap into that. LG is no longer sadly in the conversation. They were they were one of the only companies that brought in a custom launcher built into their smartphones. So the V60, the Velvet, I want to say, and I want to say the Wing as well has access to the desktop mode with that custom UI element. Uh, now we've seen Xiaomi with their desktop experience, but that's running more on their foldable devices, so it's not available for everybody. So we really need more advancements here. I mean, right now, literally, Dex is the only thing that we've seen, um, and EMUI desktop. Those are primarily the only two evolved ecosystems that have gone through so many iterations, so many generational updates that we haven't basically seen anything else compete. Android desktop has been in a baked version into Android for some time disabled by default on Pixel devices because we don't have HDMI out, we don't have USB-C, we can't actually connect external displays to them. And those are things that we're just missing out. So I'm, I'm hoping to find out some more as well uh, on there. Uh, maybe he's getting a, his iced coffee. <laughs> That's usually how we do it. 
Uh, and uh, Davin Davis jumping back. Uh, so TK sucks for me. I have too many Tizen watches around. Uh, Google threw enough money at Samsung to block con uh, conver uh, sorry conversions from Tizen to Wear. Uh, it is a very different approach. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm a little I'm, okay. So I'm. I'm kind of excited to see that you know we're seeing Google work with other other companies and so on. And and on a conversation that I had yesterday with Josh over on the Pocket Now Weekly uh, show. Um, Samsung found a way to be able to actually get a slice of the pie when it comes down to wear operating system and, and, and wearables. Because now the next company that releases any kind of opera, uh, smartwatch that uses wear, Samsung has a part of that, right? I mean, there is a certain part now that you have to kind of appreciate that Samsung is actually pretty much going full on in all of Android system. Uh, they're going to be running the SOC, obviously, when it comes down to uh, Whitechapel. Sorry, but that's on the that's on the uh, on the hardware side, right? There's not really much that we can they can control over on the standard Android. They have. Oh yeah, sorry, I don't know why I'm getting a lot of burps this morning, but um, so they have their own version, obviously, of uh, the One UI coming in. So we're, we'll see their versions of the beta when they start releasing those. But the, again, at, at the end of the day, when you were looking at all of the things that they've been trying to do and update. Samsung is actually, you know, pretty much any, uh, I would say, basically diversifying their approach to Android. They're no longer trying to get you to get into the Samsung smartphone, but they're coming after other things that are in the market. Um, I'm hoping we'll have to see if they are going to basically also influence any more on the Wear OS side, on the wearables, because we didn't even hear anything about a Pixel Watch, right? I mean, we want to see what Google's vision of... Although Wear OS as, a, as an operating system or even as a, as a, as a UI element was very very stock, so almost all watches had that feature. Uh, but we started to see, let's you know, TickWatch, we saw Oppo, and we saw some other carriers or OEMs uh, releasing custom skins on top of even Wear OS, which actually made things run a little bit better for most of us. So we'll have to see how things go kind of in, in, that, in that format at least. Um, Hope hope TK didn't forget about us. I don't I don't think so. Let me see. Hold on. Let me. Uh, are you guys? Is there any problem? Okay, so I'm not sure if you guys are having any problems with the stream. Uh, hold on. Let me double check because I'm not. Uh, <laughs> not so looseless. No, not so looseless at all, my friend. Uh, let me see here. I, I, I want to say the stream sh should be fine. Uh, here, here it is. Yeah. Boom, boom. Let me see. I'll bring the audio on this one and I'll see, I'll, I'll make sure that it runs in the background. Um, concept created. So looseless audio, let's go back to the superior audio. If you want to talk about audio, why on earth would you come down <laughs> and say, we need to improve audio, but, uh, but ignore the easy way to do that at 3.5 deck deck. Uh, so the, the approach that we're seeing here from, from Sam, well, from any company, specifically even Apple uh, is the fact that they are, more focused on getting you to do things more in the future. Uh, obviously, they don't want to talk about the headphone jack because they don't have a headphone jack. Very few their very few of their devices carry it, uh, tablet-wise or even their laptop PCs. But those are not obviously ninety percent of their users. They're going to be using their audio. They're going to be listening to their audio on their iPhone, right? Or if some will be on their iPads. And those are the consumers that are going to be struggling the most because they don't have, like Jermaine is saying, they do not have a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, let alone a DAC to support that. So there's that that factor of going in into this because 
that would have meant for for you know Apple to basically go backwards on using older tech because they were they were the original. That was the original statement that they said on removing the headphone jack. It was that of all of the components that we have on the smartphone, the headphone jack is the oldest piece of tech we're still present inside of an iPhone. And they decided to move forward to be able to improve things. And we saw them improve it. We saw some improvements on the hardware side. We saw spatial audio. We saw all of those improvements. We have the AirPod Maxes that are certainly kind of a, a mixed bag of re reactions when it comes down to price to feature value. But at the end of the day, you're right, Jermaine, a headphone jack would have been the easiest solution. A headphone jack would have been the most efficient solution for not only providing you uh, uh, access to more hardware to be able to enjoy looseless audio or even using high quality audio on an iPhone, uh, let alone supporting the correct codec, because that's the other problem that they were dealing with is the letting everybody, uh, everybody's hardware to support the codec in there. So there's a lot of limitations, a lot of things going on, especially for a company that is uh, trying to push for a higher quality type of an experience. Um, Aditya is jumping. I told my friend who are, who are already paying for Apple Music to switch to <laughs> to switch the settings. Uh, might as well do it, which is true, um, and have a few of them uh, use uh, <laughs> wired headphones, uh, earpods. Uh, we'll have to see how that kind of works. Again, it's it's not necessarily just having them connect into wired unless their smartphone supports it, but it's also the codec. They need to make sure that they're using the right hardware. And I think our AirPod Maxes. I think main gripe right now is uh, you're using a Lightning cable that it wasn't really intended for that. Um, let's see here. Uh, are those boxes in the back, uh, starting at the top of e uh, stacked on top of each other? Uh, I, I keep looking at them afraid they're going to drop down. So yes, I do need to clean this section. This actually needs to be kind of worked out. So the stacks in the wall, the one, the stuff, the ones on the wall are standing up. The ones, uh, there are now stacked on top. I'm running out of space. I wanted initially to kind of mirror this way because I don't want it to cover behind me in case of a certain thing. Worst comes to worst, if anything ever happens, these boxes would just tumble on themselves and fall down. So that's always the intention. Uh, but yes, they are stacked to a certain level and I, I need to start kind of, some of them have to actually kind of start going back anyways. But for the most part, um, I, I have like the S21 that I need to give back to T-Mobile that was on loan. Uh, and and I, I think I need to get rid of some of those things as well. Uh, Davin is jumping back with Jermaine in there. Uh, you okay, TK? Yeah. No, no, things are okay. I um. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Hey there. Uh, uh, you, uh, let me see. So John um, Sylvester is saying, hey, TK, do you know how to get the Sky News app for the NVIDIA Shield? Awesome content. Appreciate that. Uh, so right now, it, it's not that you can't get the Skyview app to install. It's getting it to work correctly with the UI element. So if you have mouse and keyboard access to your shield, uh, you can sideload it and you can uh, try to get it to work correctly. For the most part, I think you need to find the right version. Uh, I, I had the same question not that long ago to be able to actually get it installed. So sideloading is the easiest way to do it. But it's the problem is it's not formatted to be used with a mouse, uh, with the remote control gestures. Uh, so the main thing that you need to do is just have better input for it. So either a Bluetooth mouse or something to that effect could actually get you running. But the formatting is going to be always kind of a little bit of an issue. Um, I would definitely, the easiest way I would probably say is just do a straight Google XDA, starting with XDA, XDA, NVIDIA Shield, and Sky News app, uh, because there's a lot of other people looking for it as well. So hopefully that helps you there. Um, what was the last phone uh, that made you get excited for the future? So the last phone, I don't actually have the, so there's a few things coming up, right? There, we, we know there's foldables. There are certain things coming up. Uh, the only phone that I've been really excited about that I'm really looking forward to be able to try out is the Xperia 1 Mach 3. 
mostly because I was blown away with what I saw with the Xperia 1 Mach 2 last year, and an Xperia 5 came in later on with the Xperia 5 Mach 2 that brought in gaming. The promise of having a child of an Xperia 5 Mach 2 and an Xperia 1 Mach 2 come together in a 1 Mach 3, that 4K 120 frames per second, uh, the ability of having the new lens element, now two, two separate telephoto focal lengths built into the sensor, so it's not a crop, it's actually a focal length with moving elements changing from uh, basically a, a two different levels. So to me, those things excite me. But not only that, also the ability of changing the native camera application. That was my biggest gripe with what we had with the Xperia 1 Mark II is that for the most part, I almost never use the front-facing camera for any kind of selfie experience. It's You literally rely on the really good sensors that you have on the back. The experience with the new basic camera pro app that took over the stock camera application there is also something that's exciting me. So I'm really excited to see what we get from Sony when it comes down to the 1 Mark III. When it comes down to other smartphones that haven't been announced officially and we're looking forward to, I have to say probably the Pixel 6 XL or this Pixel 6 Pro because that's a return to something that I felt like we missed last year where we we got a good budget smartphone from Google where we, and I, and I mean budget, I mean better priced, not necessarily budget. Um, you know, the 4A for sure was a budget smartphone, but the, the 5 and the 4A 5G were in the five to $700. They were in that little bit of a range there. We missed out on the XL being the better version of all of the smartphones, right? If you wanted the Pixel 4a 5G, you got the XL size, but you didn't get the XL experience. Like you lost 90 hertz refresh rate. Uh, you got a bigger battery, but then you don't have wireless charging. You don't have the same material premium experience. It really felt more like a 4a at a bigger format with 5G. So with that being said, I probably would say right now with what we know, um, being that we don't, we are not going to have an S22, an S21, sorry, a Note 21 Ultra or a Note 21 uh, this year, I'm going to have to say it's probably going to be basically a Sony and a Pixel uh, lineup for me. Those are probably the two biggest things that I'm looking forward to. Uh, we're in May. We're almost at the end of May at this point. And obviously, there's still a long, long time for the rest of the year. There's going to be a lot of other announcements. But I'm also looking forward to start seeing some of the things from the Snapdragon 770, the 778, the new chipset that Qualcomm announced. So mid-range, mid-tier devices that we haven't seen before. So maybe an update to the Nord, uh, an update to some of the other smartphones that were featuring the mid-range uh, 7 series processors. Uh, I can tell you this much, the MediaTek has been stepping it up, so Qualcomm needs to start putting it out there as well. Um, uh, so... Uh, Bo's asking, so what did I miss? We've been talking Google I.O., Android 12, Android Wear, and people have been messing around with me with the, uh, how Wear OS is going to be messing, how, how things are going on with the, the future approach of, uh, yeah. Thank you, Jermaine. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I, I'm not, the only reason I'm saying this is I've, I've seen a few comments uh, here and there um, uh, where they were asking me, how are you or how are things are doing? Uh, but I'll say this. This week has been interesting. It's been a, uh, it, it's kind of a busy week. I had a couple of, uh, you know, we, we put out the video first on, I think it was on Tuesday about the new uh, Panasonic Toughbook uh, S1. It's a, it's a tough uh, tablet, uh, seven inch tablet, form factor, very nice. And of course, as I was editing and posting everything, of course, I had the video going up uh, the next day for Google IO with Android 12, getting the update. And then of course, we pushed out another video on the Poco M3 Pro, 5G, uh, another great uh, budget mid-range 700 series equivalent. So it's the Dimensity 700. That's one of the reasons I was talking. So uh, I've been keeping busy. Didn't have the live stream with Juan. We'll have a chance to hash it out, talk a little bit more next week. Um, and just been uh, a very, very news-heavy week. There was a lot of things to, to kind of digest. So I would say that much. 
yesterday uh, was on the live stream with uh, Josh over on the Pocket Now Weekly. So that'll be hopefully coming up very soon. And a lot of things going on. And um, starting to try to work a little bit on the plan for next week. I am reviewing a couple of phones I, can I can't really talk about yet um, right now. So I'm working on hopefully going out and taking some pictures and trying to get the camera experiences set up there and, and gaming and all of that. Um, uh, let me see here. Uh, da, da, da. Rinesh is in the chat. Hey, man, good morning. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Aditya. Oh, no, dude. Always appreciate you guys, uh, you know, supporting the channel and of course showing up every Saturday and hanging out with me and, uh, and uh, chit-chatting. Oh, speaking of which, tomorrow uh, I will I am going to be on Across the Podcast with Matt and Sam. Uh, we're going to hang out, chill, uh, and kick back. Last week wasn't working out for me, but I think last week he had two amazing ghosts. Uh, so ghost guests. Uh, they were not ghosts for any by any mean. Um, so here, this is actually a good question, actually. So yeah, don't forget the stream tomorrow. It's definitely going to be really nice. Uh, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I want to say 8 p.m. UK time. Uh, Matt will definitely correct me on that one. Um, so here, like, we'll jump into real quick. Uh, so uh, uh, Terrell is actually saying is good news. Uh, good afternoon, TK. Hey, man. Uh, been running Android 12 uh, beta for two days now and only had one crash. I'm loving it. Uh, I'm loving this OS. What do you think about it so far? So I'm going to say that the approach to the OS is it took me it took me a little bit by surprise because there's a few elements like I said are still missing in the beta that I had access to in the developer preview. I had the new settings tab, we had the new toggles. Um, actually, no, we didn't have the new toggles yet in the uh, in the developer preview. We had the, the new UI element for settings, and then we also had the new options for turning on the mute and so on. Um, it's definitely out there. Let's just say this much from a, from a, a revamped version of it. It's definitely there. I like the bigger buttons. I like the uh, the UI elements that we have there. I feel like we're still missing scaling. I think scaling is still off for the form factor. And what I mean by this is the buttons that we're getting here, I feel like they were meant for a bigger screen. I mean, this is the 4A, right? This is the smaller, same size screen as the Pixel 5. Um, and I feel like these buttons should have been maybe a little bit smaller so that it's not taking my entire page when I open up, like when I open up the uh, notification panel. I understand I can open up the top, but now at the top, as opposed to where we normally have maybe five, six different icons, we now are limited to four. Um, the And then the settings button doesn't actually show up and you open up halfway, you have to scroll all the way through. Um, I'm not having any concerns with it. I think overall functionality is very nice. And I feel like those are the things I would love to be able to see it to just to get it so that it fits the device that I'm using, right? Uh, if I jumped on, on the Pixel 4 AXL, I feel like maybe it would have been better because the size would have fit a little bit more. So overall customizations are very nice. The ability of muting a microphone and speaker, uh, microphone and camera are very, very nice. Um, I'm liking the the new uh, updates. They took away, or even though the dashboard for the security manager was announced, it was part of the developer preview. We could turn it on, and it seems like it's not working well on there. Um, what else was going to talk about? Um, some of the audio, uh, some of the audio options as well. Uh, you know, the, the the media player button, uh, you know, screens in there are not all the way in. So I feel like. Uh, it was definitely more refined, a less less of a problem, less issues than what we had with developer preview. And it's a really good direction to be able to move forward to. They still have about three to four months to finalize everything. So we'll have at least two more betas before we go into the final release, somewhere around September, end of August, September. And again, around the official announcement of the Pixel 6. Because in my what we expect is that the Pixel 6 will be the first smartphone to release with Android 12 out of the box. So definitely excited for that one. Um, so Earl Owens is asking actually a decent question here when we're talking about what does media, how does MediaTek compare to Qualcomm? MediaTek right now, to a certain extent, is still playing catch up. 
and and I'm talking specifically and only catch up to the um, the mobile hardware when the, when we're talking about basically what they offer and what they're going to offer. The Dimensity chips had br uh, br uh, made the gap between Qualcomm and, and MediaTek a lot smaller, although. Um, you know, with existing partnerships and existing uh, kind of like media, uh, I would say probably partnerships is the best way to describe it. Qualcomm still dominates this uh, this realm. MediaTek is coming closer. They're coming uh, uh, up to the level of providing us good experiences. The last couple of phones that I reviewed, uh, or at least that I've had a chance to play around with, which is the Infinix Note 10 Pro and the uh, Xiaomi, uh, it's not the Xiaomi, the Poco M3 Pro 5G. Both were running MediaTek processors. One is running a Helio G95. The other one is running the, uh, the Dimensity 700. Surprisingly, both right around what would compare to about a MediaTek, sorry, a Qualcomm Snapdragon 720 to 730 processor. Not very powerful, not the high-end mid-range processor, but still a 7-series processor if you kind of consider the approach. So what you get there is a good experience for a good price point, and what you're also getting there is a lot of features. Now, I don't know if it's a limitation of the 700, the MediaTek 700, but the uh, the uh, Poco M3 5, uh, the Poco M3 Pro 5G is limited to 1080p 30 frames per second. The Helio G95 is giving us 4K 30 frames per second on multiple sensors. There are certain things that I'm not sure how and what are being customized at that level, but I can say this. The Dimensity 700 is getting very close and you're getting a very good bang for the buck. You're getting 5G for a sub $200 phone from uh, from Poco with the M3 Pro if you pick up the, the 464. And if you pick up the, uh, the 6128, you're getting it at 199 euros. Again, a 5G phone sub 200 euros. Absolutely fantastic deal if you're looking for something like that. So honestly, if you pick up something that is running a MediaTek uh, Dimensity chip and compare it to the Qualcomm, you're going to be receiving pretty much similar experiences. Um, although I don't feel like maybe uh, a lot of people still are aware that MediaTek is almost in every kind of smart chipset or smart speaker, smart TV. Uh, they run a lot of chipset in the market. So they have a lot more reach than what we think of MediaTek. We just may not be aware, aware of them all the time. If you ever pick up a smart speaker of sorts, uh, chances are it's running a MediaTek processor. Uh, the OnePlus TV is running a MediaTek processor as it, at its core. So a lot of things still use MediaTek, and I feel like they're doing a good job um, with the, um, I would say, with their marketing when it comes down to Dimensity. And I'm hoping they keep kind of pushing uh, the limit and providing us better. Like with the 1200 and the 1100 Dimensity, those are very good chipsets. Sorry, I, I took a little bit longer on this one. Uh, Pixel 6. Um, Chemi's talking about, uh, hey, TK, so you're reviewing, you're reviewing a phone you can't talk about. <laughs> the Honor Qualcomm series. Um, let's talk a little bit about that. Actually, there was, so um, I saw a post from our my PR contact that I've, uh, that I've worked with for some time, uh, that there was an announcement, obviously, that Qualcomm is going to be using, uh, sorry, at least, sorry, Honor is going to be uh, very proud to be one of the first companies to start using the Snapdragon 778. I don't have access to that. And I, I and, and unfortunately, even if I did, I wouldn't be able to, because I'm sure there's going to be some kind of level of, of um, embargoes and so on. But I think the initial thing that I'm very excited to see is the the fact of how, where Qualcomm was moving towards uh, with Honor and where Honor is able to basically start pushing forward with devices that are powered by the, Snap, the Snapdragon 778G. So to me, that's a very big move. Um, I, I congratulated the PR contact that I was very happy that they were able to move forward in that direction. I'm hoping we'll be able to get it some hands-on with some of their devices. Honor still does not focus on the U.S. ever since the initial concern that happened with Huawei. Um, what I would probably say is at some point, I hope they do come back. They At, at the time of their stopping of releasing devices, I want to say the Honor 10 was the one that were in, in the, the Google Play uh, store on Amazon. 
and it was selling like hotcakes around the prime days. So for sure, for sure, um, Honor can definitely ha has a big support and a big presence in the US and I hope they do decide to come back. So yes, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping the, uh, the new Honor, uh, I think it's the Honor 50, they said that there's going to be running the Qualcomm processor. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, oops, I think I jumped a little bit too high here. Let me see here. Doo, doo, doo. Oh, hey, is Josh is in the, if Josh is in the comment, I don't know if I did. I, uh, oh, hey, <laughs> hey, the bubbly, uh, the, the bubbliness. Hey, man, good morning, Josh. I, I was like, somebody saying hi to Josh. I'm like, did I miss Josh? Uh, Greg is right. Let's start uh, yammering about Pixel 6. Oh, man, always, always. Uh, so hey, everybody say hi to Josh. Josh Vergara, big, big fan of the show. Uh, I was on his show yesterday. So we were talking a little bit more about these type of conversations yesterday on the Pocket Now Weekly. Uh, oh, here. So Demir is jumping in with... Um, so Android 12, quick, Android 12, quick question. Is just a straight downgrade from... <laughs> from android q and android r uh it's android s for the most part so qrs so yeah uh because of how uh how how little toggles have uh, oh how little uh toggles you have uh on the amount of screen so when you start looking at that yes it's a very different change and i think this is the reason why i feel like scaling needs to be put in here uh and it, we've used to have them before so the resolution of the screen changing the res changing the size of them um, typically, we've had to basically go in there and mod them or trying to go with an ADB command to try to change the row number of uh, icons per row. Right now, with the release, I haven't had it. I did not get a chance to play around with that level of trying to change things. But my hope is that we are going to get a little bit more control or at least um, focus on the ability of making things look a little bit more symmetric on, on a device. Like I said, on a Pixel 4a, I don't want my entire screen to be filled with buttons when I open up the notification panel because I feel like we're using, we're, it's, there's a lot of wasted space. It's beautiful. Animations are always going to be looking great, but I feel like we need to have the ability of basically switching between either keeping the buttons or going to the new toggle UI. It's kind of like how MIUI does it or give me the ability of scaling it so that I'm able to reduce the size of these buttons so that at least maybe I can fit three on a row as opposed to just two, 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 two with the two massive buttons on the bottom. Uh, the approach is definitely interesting. It's very uh, big, and I'm sure Google's going to evolve it as time goes on. And like I said, there's a really good chance if you're not running a Pixel, you may not even see this. This may end up being just a... Um, I would say more like, a, again, like a, a Google's vision of what they want with Android 12, at least Pixel vision. Uh, not that I'm trying to bring in a new TV series. Uh, Greg, jumping back with, I think I think the changes are great. I can't mute music or audio on the Pixel 4 XL TK. So yes, uh, the, the main thing I want to mention to you guys is that the mute functionalities, the mute camera and the mute mic are not on by default within Android 12 Beta 1 right now. Uh, they've never been. We've always had to turn them on. So there's a way to turn them on. Unfortunately, I, I, I don't have a way of sharing that with you guys right now. But the short answer is it is doable, but it's going to be native to Android 12. So at some point in the beta or beta two, maybe beta three, those features are gonna be turned on as well as the theming side. Again, the theming engine for the wallpaper did not get it activated. And even though it was active on my alpha builds, I could not activate it again, or at least haven't figured out a way how to activate it yet. So I'm not sure if it's not in the beta, it just hasn't been installed or hasn't been activated yet. Let me see here. Josh, uh, making some coffee right now. Uh, making making some coffee right now. Actually, companies have been including uh, beams in their product kits. Uh, <laughs> beams in their product case. I'm, I'm finally getting around to drinking them, dude. I um, from last year's event that we went to the LG show that we went to together. At the end, when we were all leaving around, the thing they gave me a couple of extra bags of coffee beans. I still have one bag left that I need to go through. So I, I definitely appreciate it. 
Qualcomm did the same thing with the event. So I always love uh, these new blends and new new combinations of coffee beans uh, just to try things from around the world. Kona coffee, Hawaiian, absolutely kick-ass. So very nice. Oh, man. Um, Chris Lopez is saying, hey, guys. Everybody say hi to Chris. Hope you guys are doing great. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Davin is jumping. Nice. I currently make crappy coffee, and I uh, and to change that, I need a I need a new kitchen. You're gonna change the whole kitchen for the coffee, but now nah, I got it. Uh, Goran Petrovic, good morning, good morning, everybody. Um, oh, hold on, did I miss here? Uh, Chris Lopez is saying, I wish uh, I wish they wouldn't have made it uh, a center punch made it a center punch hole. Why not uh, leave it on the left corner like uh, like the Pixel Five? So. I'm actually with you on that. I really, uh, so I feel like if you're going to have a camera on the front, top left is the right spot. Top right is absolutely the wrong spot. Top left is the right. Top middle is a debatable thing because, I mean, again, depending on how you're holding your phone, if your thumb is in the in that section, for the most part, you're not really seeing most of it. But you're right. When you go full screen, that punch hole camera is going to be part of whatever content's going in on the left side of the display. And bottom left is roughly, I feel like, the, the, the least intrusive presence for a camera if it has to be a punch hole camera. Um, these are renders. Uh, I mean, again, uh, the the confirmations that we've seen from many people essentially is that they're they're confirming the design, but we may or may have different placements for cameras and depending on the model that you're looking into. Uh, but I do hope that they do. I, I don't know why they would go with the middle. I, I don't know if it's a panel concern or if it's a, there's no advantage uh, other than symmetry, but it's also kind of like more of like if you're looking at your phone, you're looking in the center of it. It doesn't hurt to have it on the top left. I feel like this literally is the best spot because I can hold my phone sideways and I can actually still enjoy the whole thing without having to cover the camera or interact with the camera. Uh, so <laughs> Don Lozino uh, is in the chat. Good morning, TK. The V60 is uh, developed in developer options. Oh, sorry. Let me go ahead and read that. It says, force allow apps to, um, on um, external uh, makes the 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 okay makes the pps uh, written to external storage regardless of uh, manifest value i okay so i think when you um i think what's going on in there i think is more of a develop an option did you upgrade the android 11 donald or are you still running on android 10 let me know on that one a little bit because i'm not sure if why it's not uh the the option is available but i didn't think that it actually automatically changed the value for the other side as soon as uh, and updates are uh, are in a black hole, which is true. Not enough long-term reviews. Uh, Joshua Vergara might be your best bet uh, for English-speaking long-term reviews. That's a good one, actually. Uh, oh, for Goran Petrovic, of course. Uh, it's actually, uh, Josh is one of the ones that has a uh, pretty good relationship with ASUS. So I definitely, yeah, if you guys are looking for, um, you know, ROG stuff, uh, I think other devices as well. I think he's, as you guys all know, he's been using the Zenfone 7 Pro for a while. It's definitely one of the uh, things that he is very much passionate about. Um, good last <laughs> Maxwell House, good to the last drop. Hashtag not sponsored. Always, always. Uh Center for me, so Jermaine, uh, center for me is better because of my uh, my OCD is just <laughs> symmetric. Um, that is true. It, it is like I said. It's it's more. Of, it depends on on your approach and your personal preference. Uh, like I said, it was more for me. I felt like if I ever have it in there, it, it doesn't it, it doesn't make sense for me to be anywhere where I just don't see it. Um, the Axon Twenty, uh, which I had a chance. I don't have access to the Axon 30, so I never got a chance to play around with that one. 
but I can tell you this much. Uh, for Jermaine and myself, having a smartphone that has a full display, an all whole, no punch hole camera, nothing that uh, basically just resides in the back. And of course, you have the ability of using the front facing camera, I think is a great approach. Um, I don't have access to the ZTE one, the new one. If I do, I'll hopefully be able to give you guys a little bit more. But so we have one one on my end uh, for the top left, and Jermaine's jumping in with a center uh, center uh, option as well. Uh, let me see here. Uh, oh, Goran's jumping back here. So the Zenfone Seven last year had access to beta almost instantly, but got Android Eleven in March this year. ASUS is slow, too slow, but uh, uh, but it will deliver to OS for the Zenfone. And actually it's been doing the exact same thing for the uh, for my um, Asus ROG Phone 2. Updates are very slow, updates are very sporadic, but yes, you're right. We did get Android, uh, Android 11 on it. Uh, to me, it's more about really just being patient and understanding that they just have a much bigger division to deal with when it comes down to software. Uh, but hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we'll have a, a little better approach. Uh, they were not part of the original list. So let's just say this. Uh, actually, I take that back. Uh, they didn't specify uh, which devices were going to get it. For the most part, more than likely, it's not going to be their gaming phones. Uh, but at least I know hopefully the 7 will be able to get it, uh, or at least even the 8. So we'll see how things go uh, with the soft, with the beta for a release. Um, so Rahul's asking here is, do you think we need a new OS for, uh, for our phones, like an Android and iOS alternative that prioritizes security and simplicity? Uh, we've had a lot of approaches. We've had a lot of companies approach to what we're what we're looking for. Both ecosystems that you reference are secure to a certain extent, but there's no 100% security on anything. Even if you have a, a third-party system that is designed to be more uh, simplistic and more security-focused, at the end of the day, the moment you get enough traction, the moment you get enough people to follow and start becoming part of, you just automatically become a target to it. Now, I'm not saying that's a deterrent from being able to, to work and look for something that is a little bit more secure. But the concern that you end up getting is it's the limited access, it's the availability, and also how you actually, because you're, you're kind of working against yourself, right? On one end, you're focusing on security and simplicity, which typically goes along with many people that don't necessarily want to be part of the mainstream. But then on the other end, you also want to make sure that you're succeeding in this venture, that you so that you're able to get the support that you want and continue supporting it and developing it and growing. And as you grow, you'll get more subscribers. But at that point, you're also going to get the attention of all these other companies or the I guess the people that are creating vulnerabilities in our system or discovering them and, and utilizing them. Uh, so, is there a need for a third system to be to to be present? I don't necessarily think that we're missing. I think it's more about understanding and managing the existing systems that we have better than to bring in a third game, uh, the third uh, player into the game. Um, I am aware that there is possibly, obviously, you know, we're, we have Harmony OS that's going to be coming up very soon with certain betas from Huawei. Um, and their primary source, or at least their approach, is trying to bring in all of those you know, features. But again, it still has to be proven. It also still has to have the adoption, right? Currently, Hydro, uh, at least Harmony OS has only been shown on um, TVs. So they are the Huawei TV and the and the Honor TVs have received those. To see it on a mobile device, to see how it implements and how it starts working with developers, how does it actually give us the security that they're promising is something that we need to see. And it, it is. I don't want it to just be security based on uh, the fact that it's just not popular enough to for other uh, manufacturers or not manufacturers but other OEMs and developers to be able to work on meaning it's secure by the fact that nobody's supporting it you know what I mean if that makes kind of sense um, we we need to kind of give it a little bit more time I don't think the market is screaming for a missing for a system I feel like there are certain needs for where Huawei is coming from and I hope that it meets their expectations so we'll have to see how that goes um, 
Davin says, I prefer no camera on the front, but if I need it, rather, uh, um, I, I rather uh, bezel, uh, bezels versus punch hole. There's that, there is also that approach as well. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it depends on what you use it for. I feel like I think, uh, and I, and Juan will, will back me up on this as well, because I think it's his thing. Um, you know, front facing cameras are for, uh, for casual images, but series photographers always use the primary sensors on the back because that's primarily the, the biggest thing that you can get. The, the Mi 11 Ultra GN2 sensor, the primary shooter, the 50 megapixel is a beast of a, of a sensor. And of course, great for anybody that's looking for, uh, some of the best experiences on a Xiaomi. So, uh, for sure, uh, if you don't really need it, focus on what you want and get, get a good experience there, which kind of brings us back to that little conversation as well. There's a lot of people wondering what is that other sensor that's present in the renders that we've seen. Um, and all I can say, I think I'm hoping that it's a depth sensor. I'm hoping it's uh, maybe a, I mean, I don't, I don't foresee them bringing in a new type of sensor. I think the, it's more about optimizing what's there and maybe using better, uh, maybe that sensor could be used to improve the experience for taking pictures uh, and, uh, you know, exposure for uh, people with a darker skin tones and, and uh, maybe different uh, shades of, uh, you know, I would say brown, but, you know, Middle Eastern people, obviously, uh, or even darker people. So the main approach that we're looking at here is that Google's trying to improve their algorithms of processing images and lighting effects. So, those are things that we would hope that obviously an additional sensor that maybe is a monochrome sensor, not necessarily a depth sensor. And I don't think they're going to play the the macro sensor game. I hope they don't. If they do, that that's just wrong. Uh, but, you know, like there's different things to look into. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, <laughs> Jimmy, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, let me see here. Da, da, da. Oh, so you are running the latest version, Donald. Okay, so Android 11 on on the V60. Um, out of curiosity, did you do a straight upgrade or did you re uh, uh, format your device when you went up to Android 11? I mean, I guess I'm wondering if you're having any other issues with it because I don't think it's supposed to do that uh, by default. Um, it's a, uh, it is about four millimeters, uh, that center punch hole camera at a DTS, so a bit larger uh, than the others. Huh, that is interesting. A larger sensor. Maybe they're going a different direction. Concept creator, can you tell us some upcoming films of twenty twenty one? Jermaine, can you Jermaine, can you can you spill the tea? That's maybe a better way to say it. Can you spill the tea on some new devices coming up in the near future? Uh, it's weird how a 5.9 is small is a small screen in 2021. Uh, LG G7 with a 6.1 was a normal size phone three years ago. What happened to this to those aspects? Man, re remember that at one point, a 5.5 inch phone or above was considered to be a phablet, not a tablet, not a phone, a phablet because it was too big considering at the time that we're, we're talking like around a note seven note six probably so yes uh 6.1 is a uh it's a large form factor we're getting i mean if i'm if i'm gonna start printing like 6.9 6.8 uh here the xperia one mark two uh you know again long very i mean thin long format uh, but yes, we have officially all moved into six inches and above are the actual norm. Anything below that, like the, the Pixel 5 or anything like that, um, or 4A, I think, uh, just gives you a, a more of a, an entry-level approach, right? So yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let me see here. Oh, so Demir is jumping back in. So to be honest, um, old notches are better because uh, status bar look better for, uh, for them, where... Um, 
whereas, whereas the punch hole you need to you need a status bar uh, and access to uh, below punch hole and it just looks uh, doesn't look good uh, or sorry uh, access information below it for it to look good um it is very very much a different approach i think this is something that kind of stuck that uh, did not go away uh, now keep guys at the end of the day we always have the option of removing uh, sorry adding back the status bar over the punch hole camera so that entire area can actually be covered it just unfortunately it's a fake status bar uh, sort of a notch at the top so that it kind of makes it a little bit more symmetric uh, it's it's an approach that i think manufacturers are just are keep or they keep balancing or there's a balancing act going on um Ever since they removed the second sensor from the front-facing camera on the Pixel 3, 4 pixels, I feel like you know Google kind of should have had some type of an experience where it improves the, the experience on the front-facing camera, especially with the field of view. We wanted a wide-angle lens by default and allow us to crop in or digital crop in uh, from that sensor. So, And we saw that some of those. So hopefully this transfers uh, with the new Pixel 6 line or even the 5A, which again could be any day uh, announced uh, from Google and of course being available very, very soon. Um, so Goran saying it's RG says RG phones typically get one series OS updates and phone gets two. So that means you're pretty much more set to receive Android 12 than, uh, than more of a, you know, the, uh, RG phone two. Although realistically, I think Android 11 is, will carry us for quite some time. There's not much that I would probably say, uh, that we would be something that I'm really concerned about. It's more about, you know, just making sure that the phone and the security patch updates keep, keep getting coming in. Uh, for us as well uh, let me see here <laughs> which is kind of <laughs> i like this one card coming back with his own comment on his on his own comment saying which is kind of stupid because rg hardware can last uh for uh, for many more years for sure uh it's the approach of the hardware and it's also there i feel like either they feel like their uh, the R, their rg is not as much of a mainstream it's more niche so what they do they focus more on their uh more their users uh, that are going to be using their uh you know the zen phones if maybe the zen phones last or sell more for sure because if we saw what they did with the RG Phone 5 this year, although they brought in some great improvements over on the hardware side and um, overall on the audio, bringing back the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, the price range goes pretty high if you go in the extreme model. Uh, so there's a lot to be said on there, but ASUS for sure is not fast when it comes down to update. But they do release them. It's a, it's a matter of time. Uh, Chris is in there. Um, I knew a few a few months ago, OnePlus said that they were going they were working on a T lens. Um, on, on a T lens to go, uh, okay, to go into the top bezel. Hopefully, they uh, they'll do that. They'll do it on one of their phones. Hope, uh, <laughs> hope, I hope that would be with the OnePlus Nine T. Maybe uh, T typically ends up being the series, the the phone that brings in uh, a little bit of a. I would say like a sneak peek into what's coming up next year. But if we follow what they've been doing within the last couple of years, if it does show up on the T-Series this year, then it's a shoe in for next year. But I have a feeling it'll be more with the OnePlus 10, not the OnePlus 9T. The 9T is going to be somewhere wedged between the 9 and the 9 Pro, kind of like where the 9R is a little bit, but it's more in that in that aspect. Uh, and some improvements in, in power management or power delivery as far as charging. That's what we saw at least last the last couple of years of uh, T-Series devices. Let me see here. Oh, so Aditya is jumping here. So Harmony, if they played their cards right, could get BBK and Huawei phones running uh, running them, and we might get a third-party big OS overnight. So it, it is the support, right? It also is how would they approach it? Would they actually um, backwards compatible bring it over? Meaning with an OTA, bring you know, can converse them or transfer these devices from Android over to, um, I'd say, you know, basically Harmony OS. 
the reason behind that is where I was doing some updates on the Android 12 video and I had a couple of people commenting, uh, somebody was asking regarding uh, will uh, Huawei devices get Android 12? The thing about it is if you if you're using if you've been using Huawei devices for some time and even if you're running EMUI 11, you know that Huawei hasn't been able to actually jump on an Android 11. They're still stuck on Android 10. So EMUI 11 is still running Android 10 and if any updates that come after this will be running on Android 10. I don't know why there's an alarm going on in the front. Let's, let me see here. Uh, da, da, da. I don't know if it's my car or somebody else's. Let's see what we can do here. Uh, I guess... Okay, sorry. So yeah, it, we'll have to see basically how they do it. If if Huawei does have the ability of supporting it 100% and then pushing over with BBK, it, it will have a bigger presence. I don't know if it's going to be taking over as bad or as big as we would like it to be from an Android, uh, from an operating system. Again, it's adoption and it's also availability and functionality. It has to be functional, it has to be secure, and it has to be available. Uh, not forced. So we'll, we'll also have to kind of see how they kind of go there. The, but the beta for that is starting to come out very soon. Uh, Google, uh, so Goran, uh, but it's weird how uh, relaxed issues is when uh, when others are going for three to four years of support only with one OS for most powerful, uh, for the most powerful devices that they put. Do they, ex uh, do they expect success, success on there? Um, I, I don't know if it's really a big focus for them. I think it's more about being consistent in, in their approach. It's not the right approach, obviously. They should be supporting the same level as any other companies. But my thing would be, uh, it's it's almost like in when, when you bought in into an LG for a certain time, you knew that LG support or updates were going to be few and far apart. So as long as you're going into it with that uh, with that expectations, I think most people will probably be just fine. It's the security patch updates that I feel like they need to be preserving more. Uh, OS updates are not as much... So unless it's a ma major vulnerability, running a, a last-gen uh, operating system, let's say Android 11 or Android 10, again, I'm not saying 11 is late, uh, but again, with the latest security patch update, it's almost as secure as running it with Android with the latest version. You miss out on some features, absolutely, but if it's a skin version of Android to start with, that doesn't mean that they can't bring some of those features in with, an, uh, with a software update. So... Are they expecting success? It's hard to tell with ASUS. They have so many other divisions. I mean, their gaming division is obviously their biggest uh, section, their ROG side of the Republic of Gamers. Uh, and I feel like this is something that they are probably uh, working on, but they're not, obviously you can see your software is not their biggest uh, drive, but they're being consistent. So there is that much at least to be said. Uh, it's better to be consistent than to be non-existent. You know what I mean? Let's see what we have here. Oops, I jumped all the way to the bottom. Uh, <laughs> let me see here. Greg, uh, Sunjal is asking, what's going on? We're talking, we're hanging out, we're taking questions. Question, questions for all. What phone would you buy today uh, if yours broke? Go on Petrovic. Ah, that's a loaded question. Let's see what we can say. Okay, so if we had to kind of jump in on a phone or a series, what would be a phone that you guys would love to get with what's been announced or is available now? And if your phone broke today, I guess if a phone broke today, which phone would you want to get? Because if it's announced and it's not available, it's not going to happen, right? You need something to replace it. Um, I heard that the G7 with that boombox speaker is badass, Chris Lopez. 
the G7 with the boombox was absolutely badass. It was one of the most uh, astonishing things you've ever shown people to be able to basically hold your phone and listen to music. And you're like, hey, that's a mono firing speaker. I'm like, hold hold on a second, bro. You put that on a flat surface or you put it on a, on a hollow box. Like what they recommended initially is to use the top of their uh, box, the phone box, and put it on and let it resonate. It created such a boombox effect. Um, it was an amazing effect. Uh, and I think... Part of me was happy that they went with the stereo speakers on the V60 series last year. The other part of me was kind of sad that we lost that effect because they weren't able to keep the chamber. There was a resonance chamber built into the smartphone to provide you that experience. That was part of how they did a lot of their uh, sound effects in there. Uh, so yes, definitely missed that, missed that part of it as well. Uh, the Motor G40, I haven't heard much on that one as well, actually. Uh, I'm hoping that for that comment soon to, for, for more information uh, on that one, uh, or at least I need to look it up. Um, Um, let me see here. Da, da, da. I can last all. <laughs> I will see that. Um, both of you, uh, Greg and Gary the Fireman, are tempting you to pick up a secondhand Pixel 4 XL, not to mention Juan already hand <laughs> had me hyped. No, no, the, the Pixel 4 XL is seriously, I mean, Till we have the Pixel 6 with uh, with Whitechapel, it is technically the, the still the most powerful Pixel that's on the market. Uh, obviously, with the exception of the fact that there's no fingerprint sensor, it still outperforms some of the any of the 2020 uh, series of Pixels. And uh, the neural core is just is something that we need to bring that back. Whatever Whitechapel does, uh, does, whatever Google and Samsung decide to do as far as the SoC, they need to bring in neural core and make sure that it is part of it. The ability of having a coprocessor that just is dedicated to processing uh, images is a big move in what they are able to do to be able to simplify the processes and optimize performance on their smartphones. So it's something that always, always, for sure. Um, Sony, yeah, definitely. Um, Golan Levy is asking here, um, hi, uh, there's a reason why OnePlus 9 series also do not support slow motion at 960 frames per second. Uh, thank you. Uh, like watching reviews uh, and uh, reviews, Golan. For, uh, yeah, appreciate it, man. So, um, there's a big thing in the in the approach that uh, OnePlus is doing here. There's and the weird part about it is because if you look at a OnePlus and you look at Oppo, they share a lot of content when it comes down to their development. And we're starting to see more of a convergence. Uh, why does it not go? I probably will say this: it's not a true 960 frames per second. It's actually uh, it's almost like a software manipulated approach to it. So the reality, at the end of the day, even if it's not showing in there, I think it's just primarily mostly because they just don't want to. They're not focusing on there. They're they've been spending most of their time on image processing and image, uh, uh, basically improving the quality of their video. The two sensors that we have on the 9 and the 9 Pro right now, the, uh, the extra wide and the primary sensor are very, very good. So when you're looking at what they're focused on, they're realizing that they're needing to bring in uh, the Hasselblad name to bring in better color science, better color representation. And I feel like the slow motion part at this point, uh, realistically, especially because we're talking about slow motion at 1080p, not slow motion at uh, 720, is a little bit uh, off their radar. But I'm hoping that they will come back. I do want to say, though, if I'm not mistaken, let me see here real quick. I want to say one plus uh, the Oppo does actually go... Uh, because I have my uh, slow motion and let's switch over to 1080 and we're going to go to ta, ta, ta. actually it doesn't give me the option here. So let's double check here. It used to, it used to give me the option to be able to pick whatever slow motion resolution I wanted to be able to go in. I guess it doesn't do that here. Um, but I want to say that it, it was something that's available. Uh, but again, keep in mind, it's, it's not true 
slow motion. It's software manipulated, and sometimes it doesn't actually look as great, uh, specifically because of that focus ring that we need to actually kind of focus on uh, to be able to basically get the slow motion action in there. Uh, this is the first beta. This is the best first beta I've tested in the last five years. Hands down, hands down, even with the alpha, even with the developer preview is definitely one of the better options available uh, for us. Uh, thoughts on the OnePlus 9 running color OS? Mohammed, uh, Mohammed is jumping in with a big questions. Um, if you had to me, if you had asked me this question a year ago, I probably would have said, no way, they're, they're too far along down the path of their own ecosystems. And I've used both and they don't seem anything close to each other. After the Harmony, uh, the, sorry, not the Harmony, after the Hydrogen OS uh, demise and Color OS taking over in China, that story started to kind of become more and more possible. Um, is it something that I think it should be happening? I think OnePlus, for the way OnePlus approaches uh, their market, it's a very different approach than Oppo. Oppo is trying to be, it, they're hitting two different notes, right? They're hitting basically the Reno side, which is the affordable mid-range experience that you know we get a few generational uh, updates from uh, every once in a while. I think we did a video on the Reno 5G, the Reno 5 Pro 5G recently here on the channel. Um, and I'm a big fan of them. And so, and then we also have the Find series, which also is their premium, their high-end experience. So the Find Three, the Find X, Find Three, uh, the Find X3 Pro, all of those th different things. And then there's the uh, there's their foldables or rollables. Having Color OS run on on OnePlus devices, I would feel like is a big. It's, I feel like it's we're not ready for that. I don't think they're they're ready to basically just say that Oppo and OnePlus are basically one company now. They went for so long trying to make them both be present in a separate ecosystem. I think it's if they do combine, Oppo definitely has the most to, to benefit, at least for the US market, because they don't have any presence here. And OnePlus is already in with uh, carriers for multiple years now. So it's like all of a sudden we'll start having Oppo devices be in carrier smartphone devices uh, in the US. So I feel like it's a great approach. But um, I think at the end of the day, they're going to be a lot closer to each other. I'm hoping we're still going to have some of those unique elements for OnePlus and Oxygen OS. We'll have to see when their first beta is official. So when they start having Android 12 become part of their open beta program, that's when we're going to start seeing some of the true implementations. Initial release is very hard to judge because they could have gone again with a single source that was available for their hardware. Because keep in mind, there's a lot of similarities. And we saw that last year with the OnePlus 8, the 8 Pro, the 8 Pro specifically with the Find X2 Pro, they were using the same panel, very similar hardware on the inside. And for the most part, with the exception of the sensors, you had a very similar experience also going on. And both of them pulling their, their betas out uh, off, uh, off the shelf at the same time kind of indicates that there's already a little bit of uh, kind of working together um, when it comes down to their hardware. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I, I want to make sure at the end of the day that as a user base, we get the best experience and we get the most customizable experience. OnePlus makes a great approach with the, the Oxygen OS. And I have to say the Color OS, ever since the Android 11 update with Color OS 11, it's been a big game changer. Uh, fluidity, performance, uh, features, a lot of things being done on the Color OS side that are also very nice. So again, a marriage between the two may not be a bad decision, but I think we need to see what part kind of prevails overall because Color OS and, and uh, Oxygen OS still look very different. They don't look similar, at least in the current uh, public available version, of them. Not, not Android 12. Sorry, let me think I'm running a little bit behind on the questions here. So 11.14, we are, yes, I'm about six minutes. 
Uh, let me see here. Um, Davin Davis said, "I my, my phone broke today, and I I might have other uh, my, I might have others in the closet, but I'd buy a Pixel Five or a Poco F3 if I wanted a bigger screen. That, I think they were definitely very very nice. Although the five and the and the F3 are slightly bigger on the, or I guess you mean the F3 for the bigger screen. Yes." Um, Earl Owens would say, uh, I would go for the Galaxy A52 uh, if my phone broke today. Um, then I'll get the Xperia 1 Mach 3 when it comes out for the win. Earl hitting us with a little bit of a teaser there and then switching it back, uh, you know, all the way. Uh, but with the chip, with the chip shortage, um, would the Pixel, would, would Pixel really be able to release their own chip? Um, so here's the thing. And this is something that I think we've seen or maybe we've discussed a little bit before. Let's go ahead and hydrate. Um, the thing that I would say is this development for hardware is a long cycle. It's a long process where we are today with the 888, uh, and the other, the other processors we've seen from other companies, the, they were developed, the, the lever blah, 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 developed and put together a long time ago. So Whitechapel, although being, you know, we're months from it being an officially announced, the design and the development has been up and more than likely they already have a final product on the hardware. They're working on the software side. As far as availability with chip shortage and so on, it is going to be a challenge. It's not going to be something that is very simply going to be like, well, no, this is Google. They can get all the chips they want. No, it's a supply and demand kind of a situation. So at the end of the day, I think that the number of available hardware is going to be limited. Pricing may be affected. And this is something that I know we are like, it's almost like a broken record kind of situation, but we see, we keep, we keep seeing more announcements, more new hardware, more new things kind of put together, but it is again, availability is not as, as we don't have enough hardware to basically meet the need. So there's going to be shortage. And unfortunately with that, with those type of speculations that could potentially cause uh, having these devices be uh, unavailable right away. So those are things that we have to keep in mind. Uh, it's not necessarily the best time, but I don't think you can plan for a best time. So it's more of like, you know, it is what it is where you are and they'll have to basically, uh, you know, just figure out a way to move forward. And it could be part of the design. It could be part of what they're, what they're approaching it, uh, what they're deciding to put together in there. Um, and see, da, da, da. concerning some cheap Xiaomi Note 10 Pro to bring in the 2022, I'd like, I'd like the Snapdragon 888. It, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, always, always. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Always, uh, anytime, man. Uh, so here, let's look at it. So slow motion, 960 frames seems more of a party trick. It's almost like saying it's the, you know, the moon mode when you're trying to take a picture of the moon. Uh, nobody seems to use it that much anyways. 4K 120 or uh, for slowing down uh, may be a different case. So 4K 120, I feel like, is the right approach to do when you're trying to take images and, and videos, especially around the house or around the family. 4K so what we're when we look at devices, when we look at what you want to do with your smartphone, 8K is a nice to have, but I don't think anybody's taking 8K footage and sharing it with their family. Everybody and anybody is using a 4K at the maximum resolution if you have it. The V60 is a perfect example of that. OnePlus is focusing heavily on the V on the 4, uh, 4K 60 frames per second. Now they do give us 8K, but again, I feel like 4K stabilized or 4K 60, 4K 120, those are going to be things that we appreciate more because you're able to slow down 
the footage at 4K and you enjoy it a lot more. 960 frames per second and 720p is such a weird resolution. Yes, as as uh, Ranesh is saying, essentially, it's, it's a great thing to have. It's a little bit more of a party trick because, again, how often are you going to be like where you want to get that shot when you know to be able to jump in, go in there, turn it on, do through, you know, through five to six taps to get the service to turn on to 960. So those are things to keep in mind. Uh, but I hope that we we do get better 4K 120 support from more companies. I mean, Sony, OnePlus are doing a great job of that. And I feel like if we had to pick one or the other, I would go with 4K 120 over 960 frames per second slow motion. Mostly because, again, I probably use slow motion at the time of the initial review and never use it again. Uh, I would rather be able to slow down my 4K footage than, than to go something low resolution. Let me see here. Uh, OnePlus makes phone uh, makes great phones. Uh, my wife uses uh, the OnePlus Five. Yes, no, uh, absolutely. It's the OnePlus Five and the OnePlus Five T. Uh, there's no question. OnePlus is is solid. Has been a solid performer, and they slowly, ever so slowly, move up every year with the pricing into the next tier when it comes down to their smartphone. So. Short, there's no shortage of, of availability. It's more about if they do end up blending together, meaning OnePlus and Oppo go back into one company, not back, but into becoming one. Uh, it is a big point, uh, opportunity for Oppo to basically come into the US market. So that's a big win for them. It also gives OnePlus uh, the ability to have full access to, to you know, Oppo's uh, resource and availability to be able to improve the OnePlus experience. So we'll have to see how that, that kind of uh, plays out. But ever since we saw... Like I said, Hydrogen OS going away and being replaced by Color OS, that was a big clue. That should have been a big bell for us to say, look, they're doing a lot more together now on the software side than we think. Um, Color OS has a nice always on display uh, and it is better. So that's primarily because of their updates. Uh, so an example would be here. Let me see if I can show you guys. So yeah, he's talking about the Color OS. Sorry for the dust there. So that's the one always on display. And this was actually something I customized with Color OS 11. There are some nice options in there. I feel like OnePlus approach to uh, always on display is very recent because they turned it on with Android 11 with uh, Oxygen OS 11, and we didn't have that in there before. It was always a, a feature that they disabled by default. We've always had to root the phone um, or try to find circumventing applications that enabled it uh, easily. But at the end of the day, when we're looking at smartphones and, and basically what OnePlus's approach to things have been, they are, I mean, just to kind of a little bit of a sideline, the Find X3 Pro's wireless charging that we received in 2021 is the OnePlus 8 Pro's wireless charging from 2020. 30 watt charging, wireless connection on the back. That's something that we hadn't had before on the Find series. And now we have that and it is something new. So OnePlus to a certain way kind of went ahead with the hardware. But it is very obvious that they're working together. There's no, I mean, it's not a guessing game. The question would be is, are they merging or... Are they just basically benefiting a lot more uh, by working together than working against each other? Uh, although I don't really feel like they ever really competed together, but in, in, to a certain way, because they are present in the same market, specifically European and Asian market. Um, the, the 1M3 and the 5M3 have same size batteries. Um, so... I think Goran's jumping in with a nice, interesting question. So is it weird that both of uh, the Xperia 5 Mach 2 and Xperia 1 Mach, sorry, the 1 Mach 3 and three and 5 Mach 3, both are going to be carrying the same size battery? Um, I think it's primarily a more, more of a cost efficiency for them. It's cheaper for them to buy a larger quantity of the same battery cells than it is to buy two different cells and then cost more. So there is a big factor. I think it's primarily just cost. 
as long as the hardware allows you to input, so they had the space, I feel like that's something that would have been nice. Uh, although if I had to kind of put in my two cents, I felt the the, the one Mach 3 should have had a bigger battery, mostly because it's going to be supporting 4K 120. And I'm worried about the whole battery life experience on something that's running 4K 120. I haven't heard from, uh, at least from the information I've been able to find, no information about the variable of the 4K 120, if it's a variable 120 or is it an always on 120, because that also has a big effect on the battery. So uh, although a little bit bigger, having the same size could saves them money. But on the other end, of course, it could have been better for them to give us a little bit bigger battery on the one Mach 3. Uh, but that was also I noticed that that was a little bit of a like it made me double take a little bit when I heard about that one. Um, Dave, Davin Davis is like, exactly. Yep. Nope. Smart move from Sony on that. Exactly. Save money and not have to worry about, you know, buying two different SKU batteries. And uh, at the end of the day, I feel like the five Mach three benefits, right? They still keep the 120 on there, the 1080p resolution, they're smaller, slightly smaller display. So, you know, it's going to last you a lot longer. I think the 4K 120 on the uh, uh, on the Xperia 1 Mach 3 is going to be something that we have to kind of uh, enjoy. 4K, 4K 60 with that 90 hertz upscale thing that they did on this. I mean, it's nice, but it's not really noticeable and nothing really benefited out of that upscaling. Anything that you played games on, 60 was the maximum uh, frame rate that you were able to get there. So at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, having true 120 is going to be an interesting approach, especially for content consumption. I think that's for me the biggest thing. The phone as a the, the display on this phone is just gorgeous. Like even from the first generation, from the first Xperia one, um, we had a 4K panel on there. We have a 4K panel on the one Mach 2. The Mach 3 is not going to disappoint. For sure. Uh, how to open? Uh, how to uh, how to open Glock for for private uh, um Omar, I'm not sure what you meant. I'm not sure what the question is. So uh, Goran says, "I want the Aquas R6 Sharp destroyed Samsung." Uh, so. This is a very interesting approach. Having a full one-inch sensor on a camera on a smartphone, it was it was basically inevitable, right? I mean, we knew we were reaching it. We we're going to be moving into it. It's a large presence. There's not much you can actually ignore for it to come back. I think at the end of the day, mobile photography is very much a big part of what we... I mean, at one, if you remember it to a certain extent, um, cameras were... They were actually not the main feature most people bought the smartphone, right? It was all about the processor, the RAM, the speed, the display. Um, and now we actually kind of really put a lot of emphasis on cameras when we're thinking about a smartphone. Does it take good pictures? And not only that, does it process images well? So having a large one-inch sensor obviously will bring in better optics for uh, a better camera experience. It still has to kind of marry the uh, software experience and the post-processing because all, all that information that you're getting from that sensor is going to be obviously fed into it. Uh, now, Sharp, at least with their Aquas uh, de uh, devices, historically have always gone with the, I would like to say like the shock effect, but they always kind of did new tech. So we'll have to see. Vivo does the same thing. Uh, we see, obviously, um, I think like other care, other companies also releasing smartphones with this type of tech. Uh, I'm interested to see how it performs. It's still very limited as far as who can actually get access to it. Uh, and I think if anything, maybe Hong Kong is primarily one of the main, main areas that you'll be able to pick one up. So we'll have to keep an eye out and see what they do. Uh, but I'm definitely excited to see there. Um, Aditya saying 120 frames per second itself in low light uh, is putting the uh, putting the limit on the sensor. 960 frames per second would uh, would ideally need a mini sun a mini sun worth of light. 
uh, you're right. Once you jump out, when you jump over to higher frame rate, your um, your ISO and your brightness level, you need to be in a very well lit environment. And it's exactly the same thing with the slow motion video because whenever you're doing any kind of slow motion photography, if you're in somewhat of an even slightly dim experience, the video just goes to very very pixelated and very choppy. So both these experiences 4k 120 or even 960 frames per second require you to be in outdoor experience uh, outdoor setting and a very well lit experience again as aditya is saying it's almost like you need a mini sun sitting next to you to light up the subject to make sure that you're in in the right format there uh, but i think what you need to keep in mind is that oneplus's approach is to focus on a higher end experience and i think realistically focusing on the 4k the 4k 120 uh for you know giving us 4k 60 frames per second i want them to give us 4k on the front facing sensor seriously i mean if we really consider the fact that at the end of at the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021 the only oneplus device that's 4k that gives us 4k on the front is a nord that runs a 7 series processor that still says something about the effect of what you're getting is a, a very tailored experience 4k I, my hope is that they can do this with the next iteration and i say this every year but we need 4k and we need it on more and all of the sensors since if they're able to give us high-end sensors they need to move away from the 16 megapixel sensor that we've been stuck with on oneplus devices for at least i want to say three generations now and move into something that can give us at least somewhat of a 4k 30 or some type of a 4k experience uh, and improve the quality of the video as well i think that's a, that's a big factor as well for oneplus at least at this point um Adidia, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, it's that's one of the main features I really like about the always on with the Find X3 Pro, or even the Find X2. Uh, does anyone know uh Aquas and Oris price in uh, from Japan? I haven't seen anybody with, with one yet. Uh I'm imagining it'll be pretty high. Uh, but I think it will have it, it shouldn't be too long before we start seeing uh people's you know a lot of videos and so on going up on it. Um Chris Lopez is just rocking his OnePlus 8T. Absolutely, man. The 8T is, uh, was a surprise to come out because, again, it changed the, the perception of how OnePlus's approach to smartphones were. And what we started to see essentially is that, you know, the 65-watt charging on there, the 1080p 120, there's a lot of things. I mean, it's, I feel like it's really gaming-centric uh, when it came down to a smartphone. But I'm glad you're enjoying it as well. Um, Apparent Japanese launch date is mid mid June. So here, yeah, sorry, uh, Aditya is jumping back in with uh, Goran Petrovic on that one. So um, one of the other thing I definitely want to talk a little bit. We are now getting back to, back to have some power because of uh, uh, gaming and uh, many using their devices for uh, their own. Their, um, <laughs> I understand power usage, man. Um, I'm I'm actually still on on the hunt for uh, trying to get I'm trying to basically uh, fix my problems with the GPU I have on my PC, uh, but I did want to kind of mention one thing uh, surprisingly that kind of came about with this whole thing. I think I talked to you guys a couple of a week or so ago that um, I got my motherboard back, and I surprisingly had enough components with older pieces of hardware from the PC that I have sitting here. Uh, so I've used the old motherboard, the motherboard that was the, the one that had a problem. I put that in the system. I put an 1800X that I had somewhere sitting back there, um, some RAM that I had sitting around as well, uh, and connected it all together using the cooler that, that I had built into the system. I actually ended up buying a, a separate one as well. Uh, and now I actually have a separate, entirely separate running PC, uh, basically an AMD rig with an 1800X. Um, and I think it was a, a Gigabyte Gaming uh, 9 series uh, processor. Sorry, GPU. Uh, so that system is going to be my son's gaming system for Fortnite. For me, I just still need to fix my things. I'm trying to find or get my hands on an RTX somewhere. Uh, I don't know how that's going to happen. But there's been a lot of talks also about the fact that RTX is going to have uh, some 
hardware limiting factors for them to be less appealing to miners. So I was watching Trisha Hershberger's uh, stream not that long ago. So, but the, the main thing that I'm trying to kind of shoot for, which uh, thank you, Greg, is, um, you know, try to find second purpose for hardware that you have. Don't toss it. Don't get rid of it. Uh, realistically, the 1800X is a very good processor for what my son's going to be playing, you know, for 1080p, uh, for, you know, uh, for, uh, 144 hertz uh, refresh rate type of an experience with a 9 series. It's going to be more than enough, and it's going to be a massive upgrade from playing Fortnite on a smartphone. Uh, the biggest challenge, though, is going to be getting him to get used to a PC because, PC gamers don't want to switch to console and console or mobile gamers don't want to switch over to the other thing. It's an approach thing. Um, but when it comes down to actually like, you know, so overall, I think we're in the, oh, wow, an hour and 35 minutes. Okay, so uh, overall with Android 12 and Android, wife, Android 12 beta update or releases that are coming up, um, and this is something interesting. Uh, what is here? Connection is fair. Oh, wow, okay. I okay, so this is funny. Uh, first time ever, I'm actually actually uh, I'm able to see uh, some indicators on signal strength with the connection, but it also shows me uh, basically view count and what's going on. So, Android 12 officially announced. Android 12 is in beta for Pixel smartphones. So if you have a Pixel, and I realize it's a little bit of a contingency there, depending on where you are in the world, Pixels may not even be available. They're not sold. They're not supported. And at some point or another, Google is definitely going to be approaching and releasing in the multiple areas. That that's something that I've, I feel like a lot of people have commented on my videos where they they are like, "Well, we want to be able to try. We want to be able to see how pixels are and how good they are, but we never get them." And it's they're very uh, very passionate about that. And I honestly, I, I I feel with you. I'm with you there. Uh, a lot of my friends in the Middle East or Asian countries, India, and some of the other regions are not getting them. Um, I would say, look. If Google was to release a smartphone and not be able to support it, it would be the exact same situation, just reversed, where we get it, we don't know how it's working, my phone is broken, and I can't get it taken care of. They need to approach these markets in the right way, where they're able to not only support them, release them, but also compete with them. There is that big factor. Uh, Middle East and Indian markets are very saturated with smartphones and devices right now that are very much a competition to what Google offers. Even if Google offers the best experience, your wallet is going to be dictating 90% of where your decision is going when you're considering a phone. Because if you ever say, I'm looking for a phone under a certain number, that number is the determining factor. So I hope that they do make those available. And I'm hoping that obviously, you know, with a near Pixel line devices, we'll start seeing them. But with that being said, Pixels right now are obviously as typical. They get the first update. They're, they're first in line for the beta. And if you're running a Pixel device all the way up to the Pixel 3, so the three, the three XL, the four, the four A, the three A, uh, the, uh, the sorry, the four, the four XL, the three A, uh, the five, five XL, uh, sorry, the five, the four A XL, and the four A, all support Android twelve beta two. Uh, sorry, beta one, and they're going to support it all the way to the final release. If you're running any other smartphone, any other company right now, OnePlus, Vivo, uh, sorry, yeah, so OnePlus, Vivo, Xiaomi, ZTE, Sharp, Realme, Oppo, TCL, or even ASUS, uh, and or Tech. Techno, which I don't know where that company is selling, but short answer, um, I would hold off. Hold off on trying Android 12. It's a developer preview. It truly is intended for developers. There's some problems going on with the OnePlus and the Oppo side. Xiaomi devices as well, we're having some issues. So just keep in mind, if you're using this phone as your daily driver, do not experiment with it. This is obviously going to be a lot more detrimental to your approach because you're not going to be able to deal with it on a daily basis when your main device is just not working, if it gets bricked or you're having to go through and investigate and you're possibly or even at any chance of losing your own data off of it. 
Um, Pixel devices, if you do have one and you're wanting to go back go and try an Android 12, uh, I would kind of give you a somewhat of a similar warning. I would probably say this. If this is your main device, this is going to be reasonable enough for you to be able to test it. But don't go into testing Android 12 with the thinking that you're going to be reversing back. Reversing is not the same as upgrading, where your data transitions with you into a, a new version of the operating system. It does not transition back. So you are going to have to do a lot more hoops jumping to go backwards. So if you're thinking about trying it, jump onto that and then consistently stay with it through the end of the beta. And then you'll receive the final version of the alpha, of the full release when it becomes available. So that would be my only approach. Uh, especially when it comes down to flashing. Uh, Greg is always, always with me on that one as well. It's not that it's impossible for you guys to do. Uh, Watch the comments like the pastors. Oh, Devin. Devin, you're not missing anything. I'm trying to stay on on point. Uh, it's one of those weird situations. Uh, I I, I want to make sure it, it's not that I'd like to keep the, the stream to two hours, but I've done such a good job at it for so long that we are always ending around the two hours that I feel like it's now uh, to a certain point, like a, I got to I got to keep the tradition going. Uh, so, yes. Uh, but those are things I want. I would probably say, look, if you're looking to flashing or installing any kind of custom experience, um, always make sure to, to understand what you're getting into. Uh, OnePlus, Oppo, ZTE, all of these companies put mass amount of warnings that these the options or these versions of Android 12 are intended for developers to try and boot and try to get start working on them with their Android system. So at the end of the day, wait till the betas are available or at least the open betas. OnePlus is very well known for those. Um, I... <coughs> I can tell you right now, once it comes back, I will probably end up trying it out on my OnePlus 9, not the 9 Pro, uh, at least to be able to see how it's going to be, uh, how what the approach is and what are some of the changes. So hopefully that gets fixed within the next couple of days or so, and we'll be able to start talking about that next week. Um, so yeah, definitely looking for, for that as well. Uh, Joey B, uh, <laughs> um, it, it is one of the things we're getting very close. Now, as far as some of the other things that they talked about the Google I.O. that I also want to kind of talk a little bit more about uh, is the other options that they started talking about, you know, which is basically the material you, the, the ability for the UI elements to start um, basically following the aesthetical uh, choices that you choose with your wallpaper. So essentially pulling colors from your wallpaper and then implementing that approach directly into, uh, let's say, the, uh, the widgets as well as the uh, notification panel, uh, just to color ever so nicely, uh, making everything kind of match, right? Almost like you, as if you installed a custom theme on the entire system. So that's going to be a big part of Android 12 and part of Material U. Uh, unfortunately, most of it wasn't very, it wasn't really active yet. Uh, Android, Wear OS converting over to Wear with uh, you know Google and Samsung approaching together and working together on that is going to be a big, big move forward. Um, I think my hope is that we get a better improvement. We finally start see any, seeing improvements and innovation in uh, Wear OS or a wearable operating system from Google as well as Samsung it seems at this point. Um, is it going to be something that it will solve our problem? Obviously not, because at the end of the day, software can only do so much. And a lot of our concerns, which I think TickWatch proved to us, is a hardware concern. I think Android or Wear OS smartwatches have been using too little amount of RAM. 512, for the most part, has been a big limiting factor. We saw that big improvement when uh, TickWatch went over to one gig of RAM without even going to Wear to 4100. They were still using the older chipset, but they got better performance based on just giving it more RAM. So there's a thing to be said there. So hopefully that's a focus that's going to be coming up in the near future. Um, <laughs> all I really, I like this. Joey wants, all I really want is a Sony smartwatch 4. Uh, always going to be there. Uh, 
So here, uh, Russell Miller saying is uh, with Google's with with Samsung and Google's new partnership for Wear OS, uh, what hardware do you expect to come out next? So honestly, I would probably expect more of a, a custom SOC approach to Android Wear or Wear OS type of an experience. We've had Qualcomm pretty much dominate the only uh, experience here. For the most part, Qualcomm is the only manufacturer that's been used for most Wear OS based watches. Uh, now we do see RTOS based watches that are coming out that are using different technologies. So that's another thing. But RTOS by definition is very minimalistic. It's it's almost like the I would say like the vanilla version of 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 a, of a smartwatch version OS that runs on multiple sets of hardware with low requirements and it runs nicely, but it just doesn't have the same functionalities that we typically get with Wear OS and higher higher powered processors. So could we possibly see some kind of a custom SOC from Google and Samsung for Wear for watches as well? That's the next level I think that we probably would like would want to see. But what I want to see is a better integration, better responses, better tile management, the ability of having a limit of five on most Wear OSs, with the exception of the Tick Watch. Like if you go to the Oppo Watch, which does have a, the latest version of Android Wear running on it, still is limited to five tiles. Uh, some of the other options as well as uh, better uh, Bluetooth management and better uh, Bluetooth connectivity with smartphones as opposed to keep having that disconnect that's going on. So those are things that I feel like I, I need them to start focusing on a little bit more and, and competing in that realm. Um, Oliver is like, I swear I keep missing the show. Okay, so part part of this, uh, Oliver, is going to be me, and I do apologize for that this week. I did start the show about 45 minutes early. Not that I'm trying to end it uh, as, as, you know, very early, but the intention was that I wanted to kind of... Uh, I wanted to kind of be done around noonish, roughly, because my we're having a, a little bit of a thing together with the family today. So I, I did start a little bit early, but I did post it over on Twitter. So for future reference, um, Oliver, if you follow me on Twitter at TKDSL8655, uh, you'll be able to basically always know what's coming up. So if it's going to start a little bit earlier, starting a little bit later, you guys will be you'll always be on the on the know there. Uh, Greg, Greg is a picture in picture. Uh, we're, oh yeah, picture in picture working for you as well. Uh, that's one of the other thing. Uh, I think for me, picture in picture has been working great, especially with YouTube. But have you guys tried the pinch and zoom yet on it? Like the ability of actually uh, pinching and zooming on the actual video. So let's go ahead and start here. I'm going to close the audio. It's just everything is massive. Like you could see the the button the 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 button colors here. So yeah, let's look at it. see. You could see everything is just massive. In there, let's see here. I'll start the show. Come on, crypto just does not want. Oh, I think that's what it is. Okay, so yeah, we're gonna stop. Come on, here. So, just the ability of actually maximizing it with the pinch and zoom function, just try to do these little options in there. Uh, and it just looks really it works very, very nicely. So, hopefully, you guys are not having any problems there. Uh, <laughs> and Mrs. T gets cooking all. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. So speaking of words, speaking of words, okay, definitely, definitely, I need to do that. So um, all I will say this, everything and anything you see on my on the Simply Food Bay, uh, and I think if I'm not mistaken here, let me see if I can bring her over there. Uh, da, 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 da. It's just crazy, crazy good. So here. Um, let me see. Da, da, da. Okay. <laughs> shameless plug, absolutely shameless plug on my end. I do appreciate, and only because I, I get to enjoy this all the time. So let me see if I can bring this correctly, share. And does it, 
Okay, so you guys can see yourself in the comments right there on the right. But this is uh, this is my wife's food blog that she's she started, and yes, this is literally not even two weeks old. Uh, these are a whole bunch of different dishes that she's been cooking, a whole bunch of different things I have been enjoying. <laughs> I, let's just say this much: a lot of running coming up on my uh, on my end. Uh, so it's simply food bay. Uh, she's on Instagram. She's been doing her own thing. So if you guys would love to check it out, I would definitely appreciate it. Uh, give her a, a nice little like and sub and just let her know that, you know, we, you know, we chatted, we, ch we checked it out, but just this, this dish from last night just knocked me out. Shrimp and egg, just absolutely fantastic. Uh, we had some curry uh, in there, uh, obviously uh, some really nice burgers, homemade burgers with uh, a fried egg at the top. Oh my God. I am, I am getting hungry, man. I am getting very, very, very hungry. Okay. I, I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to make everybody. <laughs> Uh, I didn't want to make every, anybody very, very hungry, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Muhammad Ibrahim is asking, who are you? It's a great question, Ibrahim, Muhammad. Um, first, hello, um to the channel, TK Bay. Um, been around for, for some time. Uh, this is a tech show that we like to do on Saturday mornings. And it's a show that basically where we engage with each other and talk about tech. And we try to recap what's going on. So I'm TK Bay. Everybody in the chat are a massive community of, of supporters. If you guys obviously haven't had a chance to check it out, make sure to like and subscribe to the channel here below uh, to stay on top of all the different you know videos, tips and tricks and things that are going on. But today we're talking about Android 12, Android 12 and Google I.O. Uh, and Aditya is is bugging us like, yeah, I know it's TK. You're making me hungry again, man. Dude, that's exactly how I feel every time, every single time. Um, she is... Um, she's an amazing person to start with, but her, she's an amazing cook. I can say this much that everything, everything that you saw in those on pictures were devoured. There were no leftovers. Let's just say that much. Um, and it is just absolutely a blessing to have, uh, to have somebody that is that passionate about food. So I, I really like it. Uh, so if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, uh, <laughs> that's explain why you're gaining weight. Saad, uh, Saad, <laughs> Dude, if there is any reason, uh, that would be the reason I will be enjoying throughout. But no, it just means I have to just get back into more and more running. I did get back to my running specifically. This week I started, uh, actually did uh, three runs, three 5Ks. Uh, so I will be back into that. But um, it's all about portion control and uh, making sure that you eat uh, what you want, but in portions. It's always about portions. Uh, and that's the biggest, biggest part for sure. Um, so with that being said, it is that time of the day uh, on Saturday that we do every Saturday. Uh, as you know, it is time for our TKception. So I would love it if everybody in the chat, if you guys can uh, help me out and just throw out some of the TKception hashtags in the comments, of course, always appreciated. Uh, but as we, as we see everything going on this week, uh, we have a new roadmap. We have a new approach to Android. Google has changed the way their material design, their material U is approaching and moving forward. How much of that will be translated into OEMs? We need to wait to find out. Uh, any of their betas being announced right now are purely, again, um, a, a developer uh, proof of concept, if the better way to basically say it. They're basically showing that they can boot it and they can provide a playground for developers to test out their apps, to find out what's going on, what's going to happen. Now, Mind you, a lot of that could be done on the developer previews for Android 12 on the Pixel devices. But of course, different OEMs have different uh, approaches, different scaling, different approach. There's different, remember, they all run a special custom skin on top of their Android. So with that being said, I would say this. Um, if you're running anything other than a Pixel, wait. If you're running a Pixel and you want to check it out, make sure you're comfortable getting into it for the long haul, meaning don't think about going into it and then jumping out unless this is not your main phone. 
Um, as far as some of the other things that they talked about, like Project Starline, and then of course, um, I uh, hold on, let me just bring back the the the, uh, the little summarization. So we had uh, oh Lambda, Lambda, one of the other options, the uh, the improvements with the algorithmic uh, conversational or understanding of the assistant conversational uh, method mean a more natural understanding of conversation for for queries and so on. That's definitely going to be coming up very much in the future. Project Starline with the 3D imaging video reference that they showed us there, and it is a reference because it's technically still not here and still in development. Hopefully, will make its way to some to our smartphones in the future. Uh, the Google Photos and the Google Maps optimizations that they talked about, as well as the assistant, uh, the ability of being able to delete your last 15, uh, you know, 15 days or 15 minutes worth of uh, searches on your phone is an interesting approach of why it was added, but definitely very nice. So we'll have to see how they, how they kind of go, go through with it. Uh, and, uh, and of course, here, like Android 12, um, Android 12 color palette based UI is very nice, but it's only, but it only comes with a small number of devices such as pixels, Nokia, Motos, and other mostly uh, changes based on their, uh, on their, uh, on their, on their pre preferences. Yeah. Um, and it is mostly because of the way they approach it, right? It's more designed because these are the OEMs that you reference that are typically not really customizing. They don't really run a very heavy skin. Their optimizations are primarily done to closer to stock. So you are going to see them on Motorola's and Nokia's and of course, Pixels. The limitation that you're dealing with here is it's mostly because everybody else wants to make it look like it's their OS, not necessarily Android. Uh, but let's go ahead and do real quick. I think we have a, a whole bunch of uh, TK exceptions thrown in the chat already. Let me go ahead and jump into that. Da, da, da. Uh... I love this one. So TK exception, uh, TK said, <laughs> what? oh my God. Let's let's go ahead and share this one. Screen two. And ah, there was a little bit of a delay this time. Okay. So first and foremost, thank you very much to Joey, everybody else in the chat as in the chat as well. Uh, TKception uh, one Mach three, all the way. Man, I can't wait to check that one out. Um, of course, we have uh, thank you to Aditya, Chris Lopez, uh, Sad Ben Anis as well, um, Oliver in there, uh, Greg uh, as always uh, holding the fort. Chat everywhere, uh, anywhere where it will basically be on and always, always appreciated. Joey B, thank you very much, um, and of course Oliver uh, TKception. Hello, how you doing, man? Uh, Greg as well, uh, <laughs> TK Exception in there. Aditya, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mr. Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, TK Exception, TKR Bay, TK Tesla Bay. I did push out a, a little short um, uh, right before the live stream. I don't know why I decided to push that out. I'm trying to figure out shorts. There's a weird... Shorts are very weird. Let's just say that. I'm not talking about shorts, the one we wear, but like YouTube shorts, very weird. The rules and how to use them are very interesting. Uh, thank you very much to Chris, Chris Lopez as well. Uh, Donald Lazino in there as well. Thank you very much. Uh, Chris Lopez, everybody. Chemi, <laughs> hashtag TG Amigo. Hey, man. Uh, Chris as, as well in there. Uh, and everybody in there, of course, uh, just hanging out, kicking it with us. Uh, just, you know, giving us uh, your time of day on Saturday. Uh, and of course, you know, just, we're talking about what's going on. And this week, it's I feel like Google gave us enough to talk about for hours. Um, so thank you to Davin Davis, Gary the Fireman, uh, Chris Lopez, Donald, as I mentioned, Saad, Oliver, Greg, Aditya, can't forget about Aditya, Muhammad, uh, Joey B. Um, and I think we saw Joshua Vergara in there that went as well, Davin Davis, uh, Greg, Oliver. A lot of us here are just, uh, you know, VPN, uh, <laughs> Greg Braun. Um, 
So here, uh, Greg, uh, sorry, George is saying, did you see that the Xperia 1 Mach 3 released in China? There's been a lot of videos going on. I mean, there was a, one video in Russia talking about a lot of their information in there. There's been a lot of leaks. Uh, we know what the Xperia 1 Mach 3 is and what it looks like. Obviously, I had access to the uh, pre-briefing, so we know a lot of the hardware information, the design aesthetics. So I'm hoping to be able to try to test out and see how does it compare. Is it truly an upgrade to what we get from last year and that 4K 120 and so on? Um, I will look a little bit more about that, but I did not see that it was available. And I'm a little bit surprised that it would be released in China first ahead of Japan. If, if anything, I would feel like Japan would be the first, Sony's home turf. Uh, but I will definitely look into that. Thank you, George, for letting me know about that one. Um, but would that be uh, <laughs> TK? Uh, Rinesh, thank you, TK, Super Saiyan Bay. And and we'll be back to normal uh, Super Saiyan colors and, and shirts and everything. I just, today, I, I felt like this would be appropriate for the stream. So for us to hang out and to be in Google I.O., uh, you know, all the way. And I hope you guys had a chance to check out uh, the, the live, the short that I put out last week. Um, so with that being said, what I would say is this, if you're looking to have more information, they did. I did push a video earlier this week with some of the new features and some of the concerns that I'm having with Android 12. Where we are right now is very exciting for when it comes down to Android 12 implementations. Um, I'm hoping to see more focus on security. The ability to do this function uh, needs to be activated, I mean, for sure. Uh, but the ability of actually having both the microphone and the camera disabled on the system-wide level is epic. We need more of this, and this has to be one of the features that carries over. So for any OEM, any companies listening or watching, please make sure to check that out. Um, also, coincidentally, there is an audio podcast version of this uh, of this uh, podcast that is always released shortly after this one. It is essentially the entire conversation that we had today in audio podcast form. So if you ever want to listen to it, check it out. The link for that would be in the description right after the little bit of a narrative of what, what we're talking about today. Uh, with that being said, I want to say thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. Hope you guys a great uh, rest of the weekend, uh, for the, uh, the great rest of Saturday for you guys, or if you're early enough on Sunday, a, a great time then. Um, I hope that the 10 o'clock timeline helped a little bit more with our, our Indian viewers. Uh, as I realized a lot of times when I started at 1045 close to 11, it was our midnight time for them. So let me know in the comments below. Like and subscribe and share. I'll see you guys next Saturday. And hopefully... You guys can catch me tomorrow on the Cross the Podcast with Matt and Sam. Uh, we're going to be hanging out. And I don't know. I'm, I, I keep trying to get them to, to make it into a gaming stream, but we'll have to see. Okay, everybody. See you guys. Take care. Chemi, thank you very much as well. And El Josa as well. And Saad, uh, take care, everybody. I'll see you guys. And uh, yes, Aditya, anytime appreciated. One of the mods on the channel. See you guys, everybody. Take care.